are live. Hey, Concrete. Hey, girl. What's going on, honey? Not too much. Regular Sunday stuff. Okay. okay. What's going on your way? Honey, um, been running around like a chicken with my head cut off. Um, tired as all get out. I need a whole nother week to recover from the weekend, but it is a hopefully it'll be a, a good show and it'll make me feel better because I'm just like blah blah blah. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm dragging a little bit. I got a headache, but um yeah, I I always need a whole week to recover from the weekend. Like my weekends are just as busy, so I always need one child, so I feel your pain. Yeah. Um, did you have a good weekend? It was busy, busy, busy as usual. So it was my typical weekend stuff. So, yeah, but all in all, it was a good weekend. Okay, good stuff. Good stuff. Are you ready to get into the topic? Let's get into it. Okay, so the topic is patriarch, the black matriarch from a woman's perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so talking about the matriarchy, the gynocracy, uh, so to speak. Yes. Yes. Um, one of the reasons that I chose that photo um, from the women of Brewster's place. I'm not really sure if you guys are familiar um, with the movie, but if there was ever a movie to depict um, the gynocracy or the black matriarch, I think that would be a really, really good place to start. So if you guys have never seen it, I think um, that would be a good reference um, point um, as, as a really good mark in the culture. Um, the movie displayed uh, a whole bunch of stuff that I feel like um, are big issues that we're still facing today. It was really a prophetic movie, like, because the same stuff is literally happening, happening. And I just thought it was a real, real interesting um, picture. And I ended up watching it this weekend and it really gave me a lot of insight on um, too about the way a lot of the guys here think. Um, yeah, I saw the movie. It's been a long time ago. Um, I do remember, from what I remember, I enjoyed the movie, uh, but I can see how um, the matriarchy and um, gynocracy um, is evident in the movie. Um, I, you know, there's also a prevailing theme throughout the movie where the black man is kind of like, you know, a villain. So, um, yeah, I, I understand your point of view and why you chose that specific um, movie to depict um, our thumbnail for this show. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what kind of made me... Um, what made us kind of look at this topic and what made me um, really have a lot of thought process toward it, not only being in the space, but um, the perceptions of us as Black women um, 
doing this show, that really gave me a lot of insight. But um, I had watched um, Truth As I Know It did a video on you and I. And I went back and I watched the video. Now, mind you, he did the video uh, prior to um, our last show, our, our show on Wednesday. But when I watched the video, it was like um, the only thing that I feel like the perception is is like um, women dating a bunch of drug dealers, um, women getting pregnant by whomever, um, women making the most horrible dating decisions, um, women, like the kinds of women that call the cops on their baby daddy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was related to us. Uh, I, I have to say, I didn't see the video. Um, I don't watch his content. Um, but so, okay, these things were related to us somehow. Just, just for the audience, so that they can follow and have an understanding. Well, when he was talking in the video, I think he was talking in generalizations a lot, um, as far as what he perceives the gynocracy to be or the matriarch to be. And um, with your views and how you look at um, being pro-black and stuff, it was like he he did make a lot of generalizations. So I'm not going to say that it was necessarily directed exactly at us, Mm -hmm. but the fact that um, he feels like this is what what all the gynocracy brings about and women with um, certain thought processes, I kind of felt like it was a bit important to um, kind of break some of that stuff down because I've been in um, relationships where the relationships were tumultuous. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that I've been a victim the whole time, but I'm not going to sit here and say that I have ne- I've never been victimized at one point. And so mm-hmm. it's interesting that, you know, a lot, you know, the, the types of assumptions that are made about um, black women in general and, you know, myself um, being that I, the, you know, the one and only label that I applied to myself, um, you know, regarding the group that I belong to aside from the obvious, you know, my gender, my sex, I mean, my sex, my race, um, would be black consciousness. But, um, you know, I think that I, my upbringing is probably far different than anything that he could, he would imagine. And in addition, um, so is my relationship with my fiance. It's, it's, um, I, I probably would be viewed as a sexist by most women. And that's why I don't get too offended by, the whole mammy thing because I'm extremely old-fashioned in my views and how I think home should, you know, well, how my home is ran and how I pref- how I think um, communities in the, or excuse me, how I think the black community would thrive if more homes were ran like. Um, I'm just, just extremely old-fashioned. Um, I believe in patriarchal rule. So it, it's, it's just um, kind of amusing that, you know, some of the assumptions and generalizations that you see made in this space. Um, I think one of the biggest proponents with us being in the space and us having the views that we have is that we're both single mothers. And 
it's like, okay, with us both being single mothers and not being married. Um, and then with me, um, my background is I had one parent that was on drugs and um, in a certain sense, I was abandoned by her. You know, I was abandoned by my mother at, at one point. And with my father, there was some abandonment issues there as well. And so when people hear one part of that, they, I, and it's kind of interesting because I have a very, a very, very interesting background. I have a very interesting background. I was still raised into a two parent household, um, but I was raised by my grandmother and grandfather. And I still got a lot of old school traditional values um, from my grandmother and grandfather. I got pregnant at 32 years old and I was still afraid to tell my father that I was pregnant because I wasn't married. Um, my mother, when she, my mother was not on drugs her whole life. My mother actually became clean at one point. And when my mother was clean, um, she was actually a great wife and a great mother at one point. And so I can honestly sit here and say that I did receive uh, good tools um, to be, and I was taught how to be a wife. I was taught how to be a mother. And, um, but at the same, the same token as an adult, I'm not going to sit here and say that I did not make some bad decisions with how I did, how I moved with my life because we all have, I, everybody has, even those that aren't single mothers, you know what I mean? Right. Um, right. And I just, I, I understand that um, there, I, I understand that single motherhood is a major or a key factor in the state of the community. I, I will not deny that. Um, however, my circumstances is, is different from most and different from women that I know who have been, you know, married and bore their children in marriages and then, you know, divorced a few years later and found themselves single. But I also think that the term single mother is so broad. Like, I think that when people hear the term, when you generally hear the term single mother, you think of a woman who is parenting alone, not a woman who has a, you know, um, co-parenting relationship with someone and, and uh, you know I've seen um, topics on like Facebook and social media where they're trying to determine what a single mother is like can you do you call yourself a single mother when you have a person actively co-parenting and providing 50% of the support and you know having the children 50% of the time as well I, I mean and, and technically if you're not married you're a single mother so I I that's how I look at it. But um, I think that, you know, it's interesting that, you know, when the term is used in this space, uh, the generalization is generally, I think that there's an assumption made that, you know, like you don't have any support because uh, you're not, you know, in a, you're not, you weren't or you're not married. Then there was another part of the um, Truth As I Know It's video uh, that was talking about the love aspect of Black relationships and they are from, and this is just a generalization, a lot of men seem to think that we romanticized it like we didn't understand sacrifice and we didn't understand exactly how to be loved. And we've never really seen examples of what love really was. And um, like single mothers and um, people within the gynocracy or the But why is it? 
I was just going to ask, why is it that, you know, when you tell your story um, and you know, why I don't understand why there's not empathy given to what you've gone through. However, men in this space who, um, you know, have suffered abandonment, um, there is actually more empathy and understanding given to them. Um, you know, we can't be, you, you can't be held responsible for the choices that, you know, your mom or your parents made. And, um, you know, that's not something that should be held against you in any way. You know what? The thing, how I look at it, as a person who has been through hell and back and then hell again and then back again, um, there's not a lot that can be done to destroy me as uh, as uh, to destroy me as a person. Now, when it comes down to this space and I see people trying to assassinate character, that's the shit that makes me offended because it's like, okay, you get to be disrespectful. You get to talk shit. You get to act however you want to act toward me. And I don't, I don't argue. I don't say a whole lot. Um, I try to, I try to understand people. I really do try to understand people. Um, but as far as people uh, talking shit about me and saying this, that, and the third and talking shit about our channel and stuff like that, um, my whole thing is I want to see our people succeed. I want to see black men succeed. I want to see black women succeed. I want black women and black men to get along. And so I don't really care at this point um, as far as people's thought processes especially when they don't know me and they don't know my story or they don't know my background and they don't know my character. It, at some point, it's like, you can say, but get your ass over here and watch and see what I'm talking about. And you, you can kind of come from your judgments from there. And, and that's okay too. The thing know? is they've already made up in their mind who we are before listening to any of our content. You know, we are just another, you know, pair of women who are, you know, infiltrating and we're, you know, representing the gynocracy and we're, you know, on this secret mission to come in and infiltrate. And I, I don't know if, you know, we're going to take over the mind of men in this space or what the belief is, but the fact is they've already made up their mind about who they believe we are. And I'm not trying to convince them otherwise. Like, you know, I just, I'm not, I have too much, I have a full life, like a full life outside of um, YouTube. And I don't care to, you know, constantly try to um, make them believe who that I'm who I say I am. You know, I, I, to be completely honest, I, I find it extremely offensive when people that don't know me, you know, are making these sweeping judgments about my character with no base, no basis for it. So I, um, I find it offensive, but it, I, at the same time, I'm not going to um, play into what they're doing by trying to convince them that I'm that I'm a good woman with good intentions and that I love my people, especially black men. I have a whole IG page that I've had for a very long time that's dedicated to uplifting black men. Like I'm not, you know, um, I. I you know, I in my life outside of YouTube, uh, they see me in the space defending and or um, trying to bring balance to the conversations by, you know, saying or um, by by rebutting negative things that are said about black women. But that's just because of the nature of the space. Like I, I'm on social media and people will tell me that, you know, 
they call me things that um, would indicate that I'm a mammy because I post positive things about black men and I rebut negativity about black men because I see more of it on there. Whereas on here, I see more negativity about black women and I love my people. So I'm just, you know, going to um, defend and or rebut some, some of the things that I feel are just uh, uh, absurd. Now, some of it, it has, has some truth and I will admit that. But, you know, when you're making just sweeping generalizations about all black women and how they're all black or uh, bad people or they're ratchet and they're raggedy and all of them are, you know, I, I just, I don't like when people speak in absolutes anyways, but you're not going to speak in absolutes negatively about my people and me not challenge it. I feel like when you do that, you're essentially being used as an agent of white supremacy. Right, right, right. So with the matriarch, um, do you want to kind of go into some problems that you see with the matriarch? First? You can start. Okay. So when I watched the uh when I watched um the women of Brewster's place, I saw that this woman um and she was played by um Oprah Winfrey, right? And she had a son named Basil. And Basically, she was using Basil as um, her spiritual husband. And one day we're going to get into spiritual husbands, and, um, spiritual wives and stuff. But the relationship was she was almost treating this little boy like the little boy was her man. And so with her treating the little boy like he, it was her man, um, she enabled him in quite a few ways to where when he grew up, he was very sorry. Um, he was a guy who had a problem finding a job. He was begging her for money. She was bailing him um, out of jail. She put her house up on the market for him. Um, and, and in the book, he ended up skipping bail and, and she ended up losing her house. And so she ended up moving to the uh, ghetto in Harlem or I, I, I want to say it was in Harlem. I'm not really sure where, where the uh, movie was based out of, but she ended up moving to the hood. So they never showed Basil after that scene. And then when they got to the hood, um, they showed quite a few single, uh, single black women who had troubles finding men. Um, and one girl that they showed was a woman who had multiple children by a lot of different men, like multiple. And yeah, I remember. Mm -hmm. The one thing that struck out to me that that kind of hit me um, really, really hard was that the woman kept having babies after babies, and her reasoning for having the babies. Um, is because the baby would be around to love her and she could love that baby yeah. um, mm -hmm. without any judgment. And um, she just like the new babies felt good. But when the babies got to a certain point, um, she began to talk to them like they were crazy. She was calling them stupid and dumbasses and um yelling and she was trying to watch tv she wasn't cooking for them the house was in shambles and shit like that and that's also a big part of what men are talking about but then it's like okay i live in a working class community right most people um that i know on my street we go to work um there are some kids over here the kids go to school 
Um, I think like my son is a, a straight A student at this point, at this point. Um, but it's like, okay, I had a, a I'm a single mother. Um, I don't berate my child. I'm not calling my child all kinds of stupid bastards because of mis uh, mistakes that I've made with uh, my mating choices. And I don't think his dad is a, a bad person. Um, I didn't choose a thug to have a baby by. I, I got I had a relationship with a man for almost two years and we created a child. The relationship did not work. Um, do I wish I made better choices? No, I don't regret the choices that I made. Now, do I wish um, I was married when I made the baby? Sure I do. Who wouldn't want to be, you know? So I don't, I don't deny. Um, but what would that have changed if you were married? It still would have likely if you guys weren't compatible for whatever reason, it still could have possibly ended in result. Like uh, the end result could have still been you all separating too. Yeah, but at the same point, as it pertains to um, building legacies and building strong family structures, which is um, the backbone of our community, we as women, a lot of us as women didn't make the best mating choices as it pertained to. And like even with um, I agree with that. Oprah's character, even with Oprah's character um, in the movie. She ended up getting pregnant by a womanizer. You know, God, the guy was a player and she ended up getting pregnant by it. And there was a, a, a scene that was really, really powerful that um, when she got pregnant and she told her father and her father beat her with a stick and he beat her ass on the porch to a point where her mother had to pull a gun on him to get him off of her. Yeah. You and, know, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Let me know when you're done with your point and then I'll chime in. No, you can go ahead. You can go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, I, th I think I believe that would have a strong impact on our community and the current state of it. But I, I, I think that, you know, we need to understand um, not just the importance of marriage, we need to understand more so, like, how to make marriage work like I don't believe in getting married for the sake of getting married I don't believe that the answer to getting pregnant is to walk down the aisle with somebody because if you all aren't compatible that household can be more toxic than you all living separately I think that you know we need to ensure that we're doing better vetting that we need to know what to look for in a man that we need to know um, you know what qualities a leader should possess and you know as opposed to um marriage being an answer to getting pregnant. I think that we need to, you know, do better at courting uh, first and then, you know, finding someone who we love to share our life with. And, I, I, you know, I'm not a proponent of state sanctioned marriage, but however you decide to, um, however you decide to solidify your union, I think that at that point, that's when you would do that. But I don't think that getting married because you got pregnant um, would be a resolution to what we currently have going on in the community. I think we just have a higher divorce rate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, uh, it was another, um, what, are, what do you think about the multiple kids by multiple men? And 
I think that it's a problem, but, um, and I'm not like justifying it in any way. It is a problem. There's no two ways about it. But I, I, uh, you know, if you look at the statistics that, you know, our, our, our men like to, um, bring into com- these conversations, you'll see that there's a drastic decline in, um, you know, women getting, uh, having multiple children anyways, like even in the black community, the decline isn't just with, you know, um, the, the majority, it's also a decline um, with our people too. Um, but yeah, I mean, I absolutely think that um, that that shows judgment issues. Um, I think that, you know, even if you, in, in that perfect situation, you get pregnant, you have, you know, multiple children by multiple men, you know, two, three children by two, three different men. And um, they're all active participants in the children's lives and, you know, engaging in the children's lives and doing what they're supposed to. I think the child still misses out without having the father in the home full time. So it shows that, you know, there's a judgment issue. Yeah. 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 I think that's um, one of the main problems is the judgment because when you're in a situation and as a black woman, when you're in a situation and you are looking for love and you've never experienced love the right way um, from a man and you go out seeking that. Mm. It's like, I really don't think a lot of women look at the long, the long of it when we're horny and mm-hmm. when we're things inside of our, I mean, it's real. Yeah, you spend some real talk, and um, I agree with you. I, I agree with what you're saying. I think that, um, you know, I, I don't, I, I think that we have a problem choosing suitable mates. And I think that I believe it's because we don't know what to look for. I do think that there is a lack of. Um, healthy relationships within the black community. We don't know what it's supposed to look like. In addition, when we have problems, we don't know how to resolve them. We don't know how to work together, how to compromise. We don't know how to, you know, seek counsel from elders who have long lasting, healthy relationships. I think that that, I do believe that that's a large problem too. Yeah. 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 It, It really is a huge problem, a huge problem. Um, there was um so i'm going through the movie and there was a the abortion rate the abortion rate is high it's high oh yeah staggering and and, and that that is like that i react physically to that just knowing like how many how many babies we're you know we, we talk about i think you know the 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 verbiage that we use we nicen it up we talk about abortion that seems so sanitary but it's murder like murdering black babies at staggering numbers but um not but but all, however or also um i see you know, women being shamed for not being married or having multiple children and or them not having the resources to care for them. And that goes back to lack of judgment, poor management of your vagina. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I think that vagina management is one is, is a is a great thing to use. Um, 
one lady had an abortion to make her husband stay, right? That was disturbing in itself because he was trying to um, he was trying to leave. But then this is the thing that I would employ black men to understand as far as the abortion rate. A lot of them don't want to be tied to women that they don't love, women that um, they may have gotten pregnant but don't want to deal with the woman. Um, um, I think a lot of it has to do with the mating choices. Like when the women gets, when, if a woman gets pregnant and she doesn't really, sometimes, and, and this is not all because the single mother rate is high, um, or the kids out of wedlock rate is high. When a woman has, if she gets pregnant and she has an abortion for a man, and it's like on one hand, you have men talking about they don't want women, they don't want babies with certain women. And then when on the other hand, it's like, well, the abortion rate is real high. We're killing off the yeah. Yeah. Uh, I see that all the time. And I mean, you know, it is a dilemma. But I think us being that we have the womb um, and we are the ones who have the ultimate decision that it's most important for us to make sure that we're not mismanaging our vaginas. Like we we are the ones who have to. and it, you know, I know it may be a double standard, but I think that it's more important for us to ensure that either we're using protection and or that we understand that sex is a procreative act and the end result could be a child. Um, but Jack Space said something crazy. He said something to the effect of it's better to kill them to, than to have them running around wild and making the same, you know, repeating the cycle. I think that that's absurd. And that's just extremely harsh to say. And you can't have men being proponents of killing babies and then, you know, questioning why the abortion rate is so high and why we're doing things of this nature. I mean, I've seen a a, a ton of women that make that decision on their own, but I see a lot of brothers that that's what they want. They're supporting them in that decision. They don't want a child by this woman either. Um, It's important for us both to realize it's a procreative act, but women, we're the ones who are going to have that on our conscience. We're the ones who make the ultimate decision. So I just think that, you you know, um, I put more onus on us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but now, I don't necessarily think Jack Spade's point was, um, it, it's a fucked up thing to say. It's a fucked up thing to say. But when you have children that are born into conditions of five uh, or uh, a bunch of kids in the house not being fed properly, Mm -hmm. um, not being taken care of properly. The mother still out fucking whoever, whenever she's still looking for love. Um, Sometimes I feel certain things can be a necessary evil because I would hate to see Mm -hmm. I hate to see children growing up in environments like that. You know, I do too, but as a black conscious person, you will never hear me um, push a narrative that is pro killing black people, especially black babies. I am not one for infringing upon the freedoms of of uh, uh, black or of people, period. But um, I would rather they hold you down, to, strap you down to a table, and give you get, tie your tubes. But I'm not 
ever going to say, uh, you know, black babies are better off dead. Like I just, yeah, no, that's not true. And there are like there are some deplorable conditions that you know black children live in. Um, but there's also brilliant people who were forged through the fire. And I wouldn't want a child to have to go through, you know, horrible living in deplorable conditions or anything like that. Um, but I'd much rather give someone a fighting chance than not. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, do you think, like, with the abortion thing, it's kind of interesting because I see... Um, the way that it was put into, like a lot of the shit was put into our communities. A lot of shit was put on, you know, um, as far as white supremacy. But do you, how much of, of it do you feel like white supremacy um, should be accountable for versus what a person should be accountable for? Yeah, and I and I, I understand that that's a large. Um, uh, there's a large push to ensure that people individually are accountable in this sector. Um, but I don't think that we can ignore the fact that, you know, a lot of what we endure in the black community and the state of the black community, it, it's all by design. Um, but I, I also do believe that, you know, as adult people, as thinking people, as people who have the, uh, who have computers at their fingertips and who can, you know, research anything at the drop of a dime, um, you know, there, we have access to all the knowledge in the world. Uh, we can't uh, not have, we can't not take accountability for our actions. Yes, the powers that be, or there might be someone who's a puppet master and they're pulling the strings, but at what point do we um, look up and realize there are strings attached to us and, you know, do what we need to do ensure that we break, to ensure that we break away and that, um, you know, we're moving differently and not allowing them to be, to have that power. Right, 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 right. So what do you think is, um, what would you say was good about the gynocracy or the matriarch? Well, um, I, I, if I, there's one thing that I could say, you know, from my experiences, I saw black, the matriarchy existed during um, the time where we had a successful black community. If, if, you know, if we, you know, if you think about, you know, um, post-slavery where we did have a, we did have successful black communities throughout the country, um, thriving black communities because uh, we had to rely on one another. Um, and the matriarchy existed then. I think that if I had to say anything that I could see as a positive, it is the, um, you know, loyalty, the, the protection that the matriarchy um, provided to Black men. And I think that to me, I believe that in some ways, um, that's what it was birthed out of. Because I think that, um, yes, it's become something completely different. But when you think about like during slavery times, um, you know, the women were trying to protect the Black man in some ways by um, ruling. And even when they would do things like, um, 
they would do things like, okay, so for example, if you look at like some old slave movies, you'll see, uh, uh, you know, they'll have a black male slave that's in the kitchen or trying to sneak a piece of pie out of a windowsill. And, you know, the, the mammy would come out of there, boy, get your tail. And, you know, she'd be screaming at him and like chasing them away, um, you know, because, you know, the end result for a piece of pie, you could get your fingers chopped off or, you know, that's an extreme. But I think that, that the, um, reason that it was or part of the reason that it was born was to protect the black males and it has kind of divulged into diverged into something completely different um it is basic it, it is white supremacy at play um i think that the power that black women have in the black community um is power that is given to them and it's given to them to ensure that the black community does not thrive that the black community stays under matriarchal rule um but i think that initially it was birthed out of necessity and um you know attempt an attempt to protect the black man in some ways even you hear about um ugh, and i hate even talking about this but you hear about the situations on slave plantations where um the the female slaves would uh have sex with um the black the the white slave owners um you know for things that may be essential to the, their household. Um, and it was a sacrifice. I, I, you know, I absolutely will never believe that there was any type of enjoyment out, that uh, Black women were getting out of it, like like they try to push in this sector. But I do believe that, you know, out of necessity, out of fear, out of, you know, an attempt to try to provide um, for their family in, in, in any way that they could, that this was part of it. And it was still rape because they were property. They couldn't consent anyways. But I think that, you know, that was also a way. Like if she thought that her husband would, you know, was, was going to be punished. She was trying to gain favor in, a, in essence. Um, she was trying to gain favor by sleeping with this um man that was you know ruling over her family so um i think that if, if like i said if there's one thing i would say in the very beginning i think it was birth out of necessity and it was an attempt to provide some um extended protection for the black man it, it is not that today okay so i wanted to get off into something else that i think um is ignored by the black matriarch um, as it pertains to women. I think that our boys, a lot of our boys went unprotected. A lot of them. Mm. Um, I feel like a lot of our boys were raped and molested and taken advantage of. And I feel like we failed them in a sense. What do you think about that? Um, I definitely feel like boys were unprotected. Um, I think that girls were unprotected. But I think that more than anything, in my opinion, boys were the target of aggression. And I think that that is a lot. That's why a lot of our black men have some unresolved issues with black women. I think that, you know, when you think about you know, rather situations where the mom was single and it was, you know, she wasn't single by choice. Maybe the man left because of whatever reason, maybe he left for another woman. Maybe he left because the sky's blue. Um, but I think that in those situations, what I've personally seen is 
boys being the target of aggression, you know, boys being, um, thinking that their name is bastard or whatever swear word mom can think of because she calls them that so often. And, you know, like, I think that more than anything, I saw black boys being targeted. Um, I didn't see them being, I didn't see them uh, uh, I, in a lot of situations. I didn't see their, them being poured into, I didn't see them being, um, um, told to maximize their potential, being encouraged, being shown love, being shown, uh, you know, empathy and compassion because you're a boy, you don't cry, you know, so what you hurt yourself. So I did see that in, in certain situations, um, you know, and of, of course there was absolutely a lack of protection. And that is part of the reason why it's important to have two parents in the household too. You can't be, you know, everywhere at all times. Um, and as a single mother, if you're trying to work or, you know, trying to provide for your children outside of the home, um, your children are, are, you know, can be essentially prey to someone. Um, so I think that, you know, and, or you might be kind of um, disassociated with what's going on in your data, in the day-to-day -day lives of your children because you're focused on trying to feed them. So that's just more reason why it's important to have um, children that are raised in, in the home with both parents. Right, 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 right. Um, T Fitness for you um, made a good point. He said financial strains bring out the worst in people who have no real love for anything except for material things. Mm. That's and, true. Oof. I've yeah. seen that women who are trying, you know, to pay the bills and that's when they become even more stressed too. That's when the children are the brunt of the abuse or whatever stress that they're dealing with because, you know, the, the, the children are, are, are easy victims, you know? Oh, he, that's a good point. Yeah. I thought that was a really good point too. I thought that was a really good point. Well, are you ready to open up this panel? Let's do it. Okay. Um, and now keep in mind, people, we kind of touched on some of the matriarch. We didn't go over everything. So don't come up here trying to kick our ass about what we didn't talk about. <sighs> yeah. And y'all know, we like good you know, spirited debates. We like, uh, you know, we're, we're not looking for an echo chamber. We like to, you know, have good dialogue and good exchange, um, but we want to keep it respectful. Um, definitely don't come up here throwing uh, unnecessary shots at the host. If you get into a spirited debate with anyone on the panel, keep it respectful. Let's not, you know, um, revert to name calling and other, you know, petty tactics like ad hominems and things of that nature. Let's and concrete, on the topic. Lucy Ricardo, we're going to let you be on the show today. So I'm just, okay. I guess you didn't get it. Okay. Hey, everybody. <laughs> hey, y'all. I'm sorry. What was you saying, Danny? I was in another part of my house. So it kind of my thing is going I was saying, Lucy Ricardo, we're going to let you be a part of the show today. Uh Oh wow! Okay, okay, okay. That's what you hey, do. You guys hear me? Okay. Yeah, we. Yeah, I Really? Welcome okay. It panel. seems like there's like a little issue with StreamYard or something. All right. Hey, well, good. Um, good afternoon, everyone. Hello. Hey, can you can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. How's it going? What do you think about the topic? Um, uh, it's. Oh, wait a minute. I don't. I'm having a little issue with StreamYard. Give me. Give me a second. Okay. 
Okay. Hey, Black Wizard, what's going on? Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Hey, what's going on? Nothing much. How you feeling? Pretty good. It's a good day. That's good to hear. What do you think about the topic? I think it's really interesting, and I'm kind of curious to see what uh what other people uh, kind of take from it. I didn't see the movie that you're talking about, so I don't really have much to add with that. How old are you, Black Wizard? I am 34. Okay, you sound very young. Um, okay, Thanks. yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> when did that movie come out? It had to be like, was it the eighties? That's the old movie. I want to say it was the eighties because I remember watching it with my grandmother. I want to say it was like the maybe like eighty eight or eighty seven or eighty eight or something like that. Okay. Yeah, but I thought it was. If you want to see a movie that represents the matriarch, that is a good one to start with. That is a very good movie to start yeah. with. It might be and, triggering, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, Concrete Rose, I had a question. Yeah. Um, you had said that uh, the matriarchy was to protect black males. Us, us initially, yeah. Like when you think back to the slave times, I think that it was part of the reason that it was birthed was to protect black men um, by black women trying to, like I said, for example, do things, you know, sexually. If they they felt like their man had done something on the plantation that he would be punished for, thinking that some sort of favor would be gained by them, you know, giving themselves. Well, 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 I mean, I don't know. I guess the only issue with that that premise or that thought is that um, I, 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 when you kind of look at uh, the ostracization of black males, I mean, socially, um, you know, even the uh, uh, the opinions that were expressed by black women, um, I, I don't, I don't know if I can connect. Uh, You're thinking about something that was expressed later on, and I, and I don't, for any second, believe that during it, you know the uh, initial times that the matriarchy was being formed within black families um, on the plantations that there was a conscious effort to for the black women to be able to keep their foot on the, the necks of black males. I would like, have I to disagree with that. that because matriarchy di ex existed in black in black cultures long before uh, slavery. In some, yes, absolutely, dating okay. back. Okay, but but yeah. and so and, and so from an institutional standpoint, we're looking at a form of cultural governance. Okay, so that's not something you know. Do you do you elect? Do you put novices in a position of governance? No, but how do we differentiate between uh, those of us who our ancestors were kidnapped, stolen um, from, you know, a, a region of Africa where there was patriarchal rule and those, you know, that weren't like, I don't even know how we can even quantify that, let alone differentiate. Um, I don't believe that it was, you know, birthed out of of malice. I think that, you know, black women, because even today, black women do some silly things thinking that they are protecting black men um, when they may be in fact, you know, causing them greater harm. I, I, mean, I mean, okay, but I, I, my only issue with these things is that this isn't a new thing. It's been around for a long time, so there's been a lot of time to observe this. 
And so I guess the only issue when you, you know, and, and I'm not trying to be argumentative. I really do no, want to, um, you know, engage in these conversations because I, I really do think we have to come to a level of understanding here. But just from a logical standpoint, like my, my male logic, right? And you have to excuse it. My male <laughs> logic just says that it's, uh, that's utter bullshit. And okay, the reason, so the reason, the reason being, huh? So what is your belief regarding it then? Well, well see, my, my belief here, and it's a fundamental one. Let's start with a very basic premise. Power corrupts. Okay. Power true, corrupts. True. This, Absolutely. This is, this, is, this, is a, this is a fundamental um, human element. Right? You, if you give a person power, they, they will have a tendency to not relinquish it. Mm-hmm. Very okay. True. Uh, Matter of fact, they'll they'll actually they'll actually become consumed by the position of having power and being able to wield it. And guess what they'll want? More of it. Mm -hmm. Okay. You yes. see, so I think what's happened here is that um and let's let's do this. I'll go on your premise. I'm gonna entertain your premise for here for just a second. We'll do that. But you know what happened? There was a slippery slope that we entered into. And so the, 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 noble, uh, the, 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 the noble intentions of the matriarchy became hell for men. And I don't believe that. I wasn't implying that that was, I said that was part of. So yeah, absolutely power corrupt. Absolutely getting a piece of that power and being able to rule over this big strong man uh, was probably very appealing to many. So, I, I so where, how did we go from protecting said men to lording over them, like what, what, like what was the thought process? And I'm really curious so, about this. I need to I, know, like, yeah, in the mind this. of sisters, like, what I was the thought process? I me? don't speak in absolutes, so um, I don't know. You know, there could have been some women that did it for a noble reason, and there could have also, and even in those same women, let's say there are some women that said, "Oh, you know, I know if I, you know, give of myself to, you know, this, this." Um, white man um that uh, my family will have favor in, in some way um and then you know the more she did that the more and the more he empowered her to uh be the person and uh, that's ruling over her family um the more she enjoyed that power and her reasons change her her motivation changed but so I, I we can't like, really and we we but so so at that point we can no longer say what it, we can we can no longer then say that this was about protectionism because because they're at a, at a certain point it changed so now we have to deal with what we have and today this is all a hypothetical so you may have a different um, you know, hypothesis that you believe or that you believe it was birthed out of. This is simply mine, but I think. No, no, I'm going, I'm, but I'm going, I'm going off of yours, right? Because I mean, I have my thoughts, but I, what I'm trying to do here is, is give women the benefit of the doubt here because you, we hear oftentimes in the conversation that a lot of men just make these, these claims against women, these claims against women. And, well, and, there, and you guys were speaking to it earlier that there's yeah. no, uh, there's no consideration of well, what wanna, it was. Mm -hmm. that I want to say this it. really quickly. Um, 
I don't by any means think that black people are stupid. However, I do believe that there is a naiveness in a lot of black people um, for a for you know hundreds of thousands of people to be able to be kidnapped and brought to a place and forced to work and you know uh, stripped of their culture like there is a certain level of naivety um, within those people. Um, I think that the white man was pulling the strings and that it, you know, that's my belief that that he knew um, what he was doing. Uh, even if it wasn't initially, he saw um, how he was breaking down the family by empowering the black woman and um, minimizing the rule and authority of the black man. But, I, you know, I just think that a lot of them didn't realize um, what it would result in. Jack Spade, what do you have? What's up, everybody? I'm gonna throw some shots at the at the two hosts, hey, ladies. Jack. Yo, yo, ladies. I appreciate your discussion. I, I wish y'all the best of luck. Hopefully, this this turns into something very productive, yeah. and everybody walks away learning something new or voicing their opinion. So that's my shot. I think. Fingers at crossed. As long as we don't have any attorney showing up, we'll be fine. But if possible, I'm I'm typing up a quick email and I'll come back uh, in a minute. Okay. Okay. Hey, BGS. Hey, hey, what's going on? Uh, hey, BGS, how's it going, sir? I just want to get you know because I've been going through like three or four of these uh, slave books and stuff like that since the Daughters of the Trade. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's get one thing straight: it wasn't that black people were naive. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. Africans actually went in, warring tribes actually went in and actually participated in slave trade. They're, they're the ones that brought the black people out. Okay? It wasn't one where white people went in land and right. we, had, we had Ghana admitted, Nigerians admitted. Yeah, I realize that. In other words, the slave trade existed well before the white people ever got there. What they did was they bartered just like everybody else. They did business. So it, it, there is no naivete. Okay? They know naivete. They, they knew so, what was going on. They took them by force. Revolt so not, yeah, but revolt, so against, revolt against those. Revolt against who? They were doing business. Revolt against who? Your business partner? Those who were bartering in, in exchange for, you know, using humans to barter. They did. And what I'm saying is, okay, so, so, let's put it this way. You have people that don't have, uh, uh, don't have metal knives like machetes and guns. OK, that they traded for for the white with the white people to go against the warring tribes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. How much how much how much would bare hands or stone tools, whatever you have going to come up against muskets? Right. Not very successful. Not, not very much. successful. Not much. That's what happened. This is this is this is a this is a long term trade and went on for 400 years. In fact, uh, the reason the reason that the transatlantic slave trade got cut off was not because of morality it was actually for business um there's a good book i'm reading now mm -hmm. called the american slave trade where the americans cut off the transatlantic slave trade to actually bring up the price of the slaves they were breeding in america so so really? they, yes yes it's, it's called the american slave trade in fact there's a there's a, gu a guy on medium i think he's called spivey where he's actually he's doing a parallel work talking about the exact same thing in fact the, yeah the, it's no different it be just it would be no different than um producing a product like 
uh, uh, domestically versus importing it. Right? Exactly. In fact, mm. in fact, that's what it was. In fact, there was a uh, they imposed a, a tariff on South Carolina for importing slave. I think it was like ten to fifteen dollars a hit. So, so because uh, South Carolina and Virginia, which is the biggest slaveholding state, believe it or not, uh, uh, Virginia and Maryland are actually bigger slaveholding states than South Carolina. It was actually a rivalry about who could sell off the most slaves and transport them inland to an expanding United States. So, uh, what we have to do is get our history accurate. Okay, um, what we, we call a family, you know, it, it, as far as uh, as far as the, the this production of what we call the African American. Uh, American descendants of slaves, they bred us like cattle, okay? There was no family. The, the family, uh, there, there was only maybe a family in name. The families were actually formed, Ill, ill-formed mm-hmm. after emancipation, okay? They were actually ill-formed after emancipation, but that's after the pattern was already set. The 90, 91% of the uh, what we call American descendants of slaves were actually bred here. And most of the slaves that were actually bred, you know, if, if it wasn't for the fertility of the black woman, most of us would have been dead because... Um, like they called the cotton fields and the sugarcane fields, or were actually what they call death farms. Most people, mm-hmm. most, most, uh, I think the, the, I think the lifespan of being on a, on a sugar plantation was about no more than 10 years before you were dead. And a lot of women wanted to avoid that. So what did they do? They made a bargain with, they made a bargain with the master. You don't want to go out in these fields, these sugar fields, these cane fields, these cotton fields. You need to produce some children for me. And that's what they did. They made a bargain. So, so it was it wasn't what do right you that, think? Uh, go ahead. What do you think? I mean, it was right because they didn't have the right to consent. They were probably they well, couldn't well, say no. They couldn't say no, but the thing is to say that you know we we keep changing the definition of what rape is. Okay. You cannot, like I said, there's an old saying about history. You cannot take a man out of his time. You cannot take people out of their time and put out a modern definition on it. So, so even though during that time they were they were considered property, even they the were women property. Who, okay, so were, um, what do you think, um, or what do you think the reasons that uh, matriarchy was birthed, and what do you think, like as far as um, the hypothesis that I gave uh, regarding because them thinking the, they were trying to one the ma- one protection one okay one the first thing that did did. did uh, that that uh, that came to my mind, especially especially reading this book, like listening to the book, is that for for the most part, women, as far as laborers, were pretty much worthless. So they they didn't hold a woman that couldn't have children in high value. If she couldn't have any kids, she was basically she was the cheapest thing going. In fact, uh, the only thing cheaper was a baby because the babies couldn't do any work. So the baby, so basically, they needed the they needed the women to actually. Uh, produce and raise the children up to the point where they could be sold, mm-hmm. and that was their value. That was their, in fact, there was their the woman's, the black woman's highest value is as a what breeder, a breeder and a concubine, mm-hmm. which is why she was brought here. Especially after eighteen eighty, after the after the United States became a nation, it, it's it's very clear. Thomas Jefferson, who we think is a good guy, is actually a bastard. He was actually uh, one of the biggest slave, single slaveholders in America he had over 600 slaves yeah. in his lifetime, right? And he—he's he, mm-hmm. the one that cut off the transatlantic slave trade to bring up the value of his product. So, why do you think black women? Well, and I—I I understand that um, matriarchy mm-hmm. isn't a new concept, and that you know there are many, many cultures in in Africa mm-hmm. um, that have matriarchal rule. 
But yeah. um, why do you think matriarchy was formed here amongst black people in, because, in the states? Because because the uh, the black women were given dominion over their family, separate of the man. In fact, uh, Tommy Curry says that. Uh, what you in, in fact, uh, my, I played a piece with Maya Angela. She said that. Okay. Good grief! That's a lot of noise. Um, there's there. Maya Angela said it. In, in Africa, there's matriarchal influence within the family but it's also a patriarchal control in other words it's a patriarchy controlling the matriarchy okay whereas black men control the government and the affairs of the country and black women is in the matriarch because children belong to them control the family right so there's a duality to it right okay there's still a duality as far as black matriarchy the only thing is is black men do not control don't have patriarchal control who controls it an outside force called white men Mm-hmm. So basically, so we have a malformed matriarchy inside of a, a subsection we call black the black community. Whereas, and this is you, you can go as far back as you want to. Okay, uh, Masa even today, Masa controls controls the purse string. Masa controls the rules of what the uh, how the family's going to perform. Masa actually is the enforcer inside 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 a black family. Okay. It, it, when I was young, when I was a little kid, I was three. I'm 63 now. When I was three, okay, uh, it, when Mama had enough of, of, of pops and she would start stuff, the first, you know, the first thing she would do is call the cops. Cops roll right up and get him. This is well before violence against women, okay? White man could beat the crap out of his wife, right? All Mama had to do is pick up the phone and drag him off and then go pick your, then Sunday night, go bail him out so he can go to work. We used to call that the two-step. Come, you know, he wow. get drunk. He get drunk. My fall out with mama. Mama call the police. Police drag him off for the weekend. He sleep it off, and mama go bail him out because his ass got to be back at work. And this has been going on since I've known. I heard my grandmother talk about this stuff. This is not new. In fact, I heard a lot of old guys talk about this stuff. This is not new. You know, uh, what's it? The boys talked about it in the Philadelphia Negro. Black women had ultimate control of the family. They always have since slavery. Du Bois talked about it. Clark talked about it. Uh, 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 Frazier, who went in on it, okay, talked about it. But it's being denied. It's a pattern. I'm not saying that black women formed it. They didn't. Because I was getting ready to ask I you. I think we said that too. Yeah, like no, we, they didn't. Uh, it, yeah, it we understand that, and we know it, that it exists. It, and we it, it doesn't absolve. It doesn't it, absolve it, it, uh, it, responsibility, though. No, it doesn't matter. Okay, it's no, it's, we talked know, about that too. You know, uh, okay, so being that y'all said that it doesn't absolve responsibility of the black woman, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a thing that I see around this space a lot is a lot of blame for the gynocracy. Mm-hmm. And it to be honest, it's not blame that I can even take. Um, or that I I'm, re- I'm responsible for my part and what I've done in my own life, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there was something taught to me by my mom at a very early age mm-hmm. and that accountability for my own actions mm-hmm. when I became an adult. And I'll give y'all a quick story. I was about 26 years old and I couldn't pay my phone bill. And I called my mama and I was like, mama, you need to pay my phone bill. And my mom was like, you grown. And I'm like, well, if you hadn't have been on drugs when I was little, I would know how to manage mm-hmm. better. And my mom mm-hmm. was like, well, goddamn, 
When do you get to be accountable for your own life? When do you get to take responsibility for your own life? Mm -hmm. Does that begin to happen? And so when you get to a space like in this space, Mm -hmm. And I literally heard somebody say, well, the gynocracy was the reason why I went to jail. Um, the women are the reason why my life is in shambles or why my life was, was so hard or, or whatever. And so I get to a point, okay, um, I, I was raised partially um, in poverty and then partially by middle in, in middle class. Mm -hmm. But the responsibility at the end of the day as i become as when i became an adult has totally been my responsibility my child mm -hmm. responsibility um and so i had to learn that mm -hmm. but as black women don't you think see my thing is and i agree with you that we're accountable for our own actions but the issue that i have and the um thing that is dangerous is when black women um, are empowering the gynocracy and or um, they are basically passing on that um, those ideologies to their offspring, you know, and they're they're empowering it by upholding um, a lot of the mess within the gynocracy. If they're if, okay, say say let's just say for instance, let's say that we know the gynocracy exists, okay. And right. women do want control of the community. They, they've had it. They, 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 they want it. They want to retain it. Okay. At some point, you're going to have to take responsibility for, for the mess that the, that the community is in. Okay. There's no reason that uh, you have control of, the, of, of your children and 75% you, of your boys are below, below reading level. No country in the world, no society in the world could expect to have successful boys or successful men if your boys start off in, in, a, in a hole like that. OK, you're competing against other other groups of men at a deficit. Very true. So thing is, and I, I have no. OK, my my point with the gynocracy is not that it exists. OK, if it's if if the gynocracy worked you know, for black people in general, for, for black men and boys in particular, I'd have no problem with it. If we were raising kick ass boys, they were rivaling the Asians and rivaling the whites, rivaling the Jews. Nobody would have a problem with it. Can you name a successful matriarchal culture? Um, uh, the, the, the Ghanaians do it. The, the, the uh, successful matriarchal culture in, in Ghana. They, they've been doing it for centuries. Oh, they come out of that all the time. You can. OK. The thing is, is that how, how do you the, believe it or not? The, the, the uh, Ashkenazi Jews is a matriarchy. It is actually. Yeah. really. Yes, yes it is. It is. That's why Jewish men date out more than any race of men. Yeah, but the thing is, the thing is, is that uh, uh, the, the the control of the family is totally in in control of mama. But the thing is, guess what mama does? She makes sure that that boy is a kick-ass boy and a, you know, gets a, the best education they can, even if they have to sacrifice some of that for the women. She's going to make sure she said the men have to do have a job to do. And we're going to make sure that that man is the, is is educated to the full ex extent is going to have every opportunity to succeed that he can get. You know, BGS, I, I have a question. Yes, sir. Um, do you see any sort of correlation to one, like, say, for example, the number of Ghanaian men who will date, say, internationally um, or, you know, cross-culturally? Uh, as well as Jewish men, I have mm -hmm. a, you know, you know, you know where I grew up. Uh, I got yeah. a gang of homies that are Jewish. Yeah, right. 
Yeah. Most of them ain't with Jewish women. No. Matter of fact, a lot of them That's have mommy, mommy issues. Yeah, surprisingly, or not. Yeah, yeah they, they have mommy issues. They all have mommy issues, but guess what? It doesn't impede them as far as being a lawyer, a doctor, yeah, exactly. uh, being on Wall Street, stuff like that, okay? They have mommy, they have social mommy issues, but that doesn't impede them from, from competition or even being a man, does it? Nope. It doesn't. So the thing is, it's not whether whether we have a matriarchy or a gynocracy or if, uh, a rule. The thing is, is that it does does your system work for everybody? You know, even a patriarchy, does that system work for everybody? Do you think it's because, you know, that they don't care about the success of, you know, black boys? Uh, I think they as in black women. They literally, yes, they don't care. They don't care because uh, uh, black boys are. Uh, in fact, I was I was listening to it uh, to a womanist. In fact, I, I, I you know Dr. Johnson sent him. Actually, I'll play a clip of it, and she, how she describes uh, black men or or, or, or or is actually an extension of women. Not not a partner, wow. not I've... to be a lead, but in, they, they say black men are an extension of us. Hmm. I, I thought maybe it that, was the other way around. Well, it's, well, you would think most of most groups it is. But why is it? Why? You know, you can't say it's a Freudian slip because she said it with conviction. She said we sh- should be compassionate to men because they're an extension of us. And, and I think uh, I'm, I don't think that I don't think that um, black women don't love us or our black mothers don't love us as boys. But they've been taught to think of us as secondary. Yeah. 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 I, you know, I was, uh, that, you know, BGS, that was part of the, you know, the discussion last night after you dropped off. You mm-hmm. know, I had mentioned, I think there's a fund, there, it's a fundamental disconnect. There's, mm-hmm. there's a, there's a, um, uh, there seems to be a, an issue with accepting black male agency, mm-hmm. right? As, as being something that is, you know, uh, decision making that is, that is completely separate. Of any black female consideration. I don't that know. Is, that is a. Have you, have, you, have you ever been in a group, say, say where the, of, of say black men and black women, mm-hmm. and there'll be a discussion about what to do, okay? And it's something mm-hmm. to go back forth, and it, at some point, the black women will huddle up and make decisions for the whole group. Exactly. Yeah. All the time. That's how most. I saw that work. at a. Yeah, I saw that at um my wife's uh family reunion like a couple weeks ago. That's how most yeah. families work. It, well, most black families. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Let's qualify that. Let's what qualify what, that. What I'm saying no, is, what I'm saying is, is that. Go ahead. Keep no, going, I would just want to. I'm, I'm just going to say this, and then I'll and I'll, I'll, I'll fall back because I'm actually watching the Lakers game. Um, the 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 thing is, is that what I don't understand is that the, the gynocracy or the matriarchy is so obvious that everybody sees it, everybody knows how it goes down, everybody knows really who's in charge. But the thing is, black women, because they don't want to take responsibility for the outcome, they completely deny it. No, there's no gynocracy, it's a failed patriarchy, and it's you guys' fault because you're making us make decisions. And, and, and BGS, to add to that, I, I, I mean, I guess the issue too is the optics. Because see, other groups of people, they see it. Mm-hmm. And and it, and it and that's the part that kills me, because we're not the only ones who see this. Mm-hmm. And and you guys will steadfastly just stick to your guns, and we're just like, you know, you think it's just us. Everybody sees it. 
Yeah. You know what it is? Um, and I think I've said this before with women, with black women in particular. Um, I think people, I think we see stuff as it pertains to our own households, right? Mm -hmm. But if you tell black women to really take a look at the neighborhoods and the communities and stuff like that, I think everybody wants to close their eyes and ignore it because it's such a painful um, thing to watch. Um, and, I'm, and I'm talking about like ghettos and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, I asked a question on my Facebook page um, a few months ago and I asked black women, how did they view themselves collectively? Um, if you've ever been on my Facebook page, then you'll know I ask an assortment of questions about life, love, relationships, whatever. Mm -hmm. And women will come out of the woodworks to talk about all kinds of shit. Mm -hmm. But when it came down to that question, it was almost fucking silent. It was probably about 10 comments the whole post. And I, I get about um, 100. I, sometimes I get, I've, I've had a post with over 500 comments on it. Mm -hmm. That post got about 10 comments and the majority were men. Mm -hmm. And so I just thought it was really interesting because we don't really want to take a, a, a real look at ourselves and how we're being viewed collectively. What was the question and, you asked in that post? Huh? What was the question you asked in that post? How do black women view themselves collectively? How do we see ourselves collectively? Ooh, ah. you know, oh, that's a bad question. You know they you won't know, answer that way. Well, wait, wait. No, that's interesting. Why Why do you think you didn't get any responses from that? That's a judgment. <laughs> go ahead. Go, go, yeah. Yeah, I already know. But go ahead. I'm not trying to troll me. Just, I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm no, curious. I came to the conclusion as to why. Now, if black women seeing themselves as queens and as pillars of the community mm, yep. and stuff like that, if we saw that of ourselves collectively, mm. we would they would have rushed to that post. Mm -hmm. If I ask um women like um have like have they been cheated on and shit like that, they run to those kinds of posts that I mm. post. And they they're gonna have explanations. Well, I, I was cheated on by a good guy. Have you ever been cheated? They gonna run to those kinds of posts. Okay. Um, if I sit, sit around and say niggas ain't shit, period, they run into those kind, even though mm -hmm. I don't talk like that. But mm -hmm. I'm just saying, like, when I talk shit and I, I, I charge men up on my page, but I charge women up on my page, I'm, I'm an equal opportunist. Um, it, it was just interesting that they did not run to that post to 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 give me that black girl magic and shit that's mm -hmm. portrayed on in the media, but I'm not saying that that part doesn't exist, but I already know that's a farce that that is that's a that's that's not true at all. Like that is what we try to push. I think mm -hmm. we're trying to combat the narrative that we're ratchet, but mm -hmm. um, we know that most black women don't really believe that. Say that say that again, concrete rules. I said we know that most black women don't really believe that that whole black girl magic stuff. I think that that's that's just um, something a way that we want to be seen, but we don't really believe that about ourselves. Is it more like an affirmation than a reality? Oh, absolutely, BGS. Yep, good. But you know what I was wondering? Uh, well, I wanted to comment. I know Complex last week he asked why you know we have some of these keep having some of these age old conversations. But you know, I, I have to admit I am an optimist. But I do hope that like the more we talk about some of this stuff, um, that for more women, like because there are new people coming into this space all the time. 
Yeah, like, yeah. I see people in the comments that I've never seen on, on other and people's I, channels. So. I, I've, I've actually challenged the women that have been tr actually in our uh, on men's panels for the last two or three days to actually come here. What really? Well, thank yeah. you. We appreciate that. Because yeah, they, 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 they have been in our in our comment section, they've been on our mm -hmm. panels, and they have been littered in I'm our comment section, you, our panels. But, but they won't come here where it's neutral. And the thing is, I remember, um, you know, being new to this space and new to, you know, a lot of the um, a lot of the uh, ideologies that black men are subscribing to. And a lot of I'll say a lot of the rhetoric in this space. So mm -hmm. um, for me, once I started to hear it, it made me do self-reflecting and kind of look at, you know, the women around me and kind of I had to, you know, um, admit that a lot of what was being said was true so i i'm always hoping hopeful that you know it'll be a, a light bulb will turn on in someone else's head too like that they'll be like because yeah there are people in this space that have been here for 10 plus years and have had these conversations but there are mm -hmm. new people um coming every day too and you know for even if for one or two people they may be like dang what they're saying is true we got to do better by our black men and maybe it'll it'll um you know, evoke some sort of change. Yeah, I think of the uh, and Rose and go ahead, go ahead. Uh, oh, oh, I, I was just gonna say, Rose, I didn't, I didn't. I, I, me asking that mm -hmm. was um, because you know, it was trying to lead it somewhere, and I think what happens here oftentimes is is that um, there is going an assumption of certain types of facts and data that has already been put out there, right? See, so sometimes it can be viewed as a disingenuous question. Um, you know, I'll uh -huh. tell you like this, look, I, I, came through, I came through BGS's platform. Um, we've been talking about the Moynihan Report. He had been talking about it, shit, since 2016, 2017. Um, there's a whole bu a, a bunch of other uh, data points that have been discussed actually for years now. And see, so when you find yourself at twenty in twenty twenty, mm -hmm. and things kind of get progressively worse, you're yeah, you're, you're borging complex. See, black women so, aren't having these conversations, though. We have to come to male so spaces to hear well, this stuff. These borging sort of. No, miss, we, uh, we, I can I can hear you guys. I, I just might be. It's my Wi-Fi. Go ahead. I just said that black women aren't having these conversations. We have to basically come into or infiltrate black black male spaces to have these real conversations because we're talking about, you know, more Here trivial making... stuff. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to throw in something real quick I experienced with the uh, with the matriarchy. So I grew up in a single parent household. When I graduated from high school, I said I will as best as I can. I do not want any of my child or children being raised in this crap. I want my child to be raised or children be raised in a dual parent household. So as I was going through life, you know, I made it clear pretty much I wanted to be in a married household. I want my children to be married, my children to be raised in a marital household. And I got laughed at from women left and right. Fast forward, um, I ended up uh, getting custody of my son. This was in my 30s. So I did everything I could to get my son out of that crazy household that his, that his mother kept up. And my mother, of all people, the one who raised me, educated me, disciplined me, she had a problem with me getting custody of my my biological son from his mother. She threw she threw more shade on me getting custody of my son so he can 
you know, become a wow. productive male. Then it was being on my side saying, hey, I understand what you're going to do, what you're doing. I'll be here to support you, blah, 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 blah. Nope. She took side with my son's mother. And even to this day, my son's 27. He's doing, he's doing pretty good. She still throws shade at me for taking my son from his mother. Mm. Dang. Yeah, you need to rephrase this book, The Negro Family in the United States, and read about the black matriarchy. Um, where he describes that about who the head of the head of the black family is. It's it's the uh, matriarch, which is the, which is grandma and grandma will grandmas. And, Cause I'm going through that with, with my mother, the great grandmas, the grandmas and, and the, and the uh, mothers all get together and they put their heads together. You can see them form up like Voltron. I need my sisters. They get together and they form up six, seven, eight of them and I'll start talking to each other. And then they come back and tell us, Okay, what the plan mm -hmm. is. Okay, try to anyway. Mm -hmm. They don't and tell me because do I don't go along with it. Yeah, because I don't go and along if, with it. <laughs> they don't. They don't tell me. I'm the last. To and know. if you get, if you're gonna do that, right? Uh, if you ha if you mm -hmm. actually have the power within your household to do such a thing, then by default you do, you have to own the accountability piece. Um, I, I think that's just where it's a non-starter. Where if you have the decision-making power, but then somehow. Uh, look for means and methods to deflect the, um, the ill choices that are made, given that you have the power of running the household. I think it's mm -hmm. highly disingenuous. You, you, we have to address the accountability piece here. Yeah. I, that, so that, when it, I have a question for y'all, mm -hmm. too. I'm mm -hmm. sorry, and I'm not at all. No, no, it's okay. Go ahead. What you all are saying, because I agree. I've seen this happen time and time again. This is how most families are ran. This is how my family is ran. Um, however, when I think about my grandmother and my grandfather and my great grandmother and my great grandfather, it was the reverse. But um, do you think some of that, especially when it comes to maybe like planning something like women are just, you know, more into the details. So that's something that they're pretty effective at or it's just a disregard for you know, it's, black it's just, men in there. It's, it's learned behavior. That's all it is. Yeah. And black and black men, they you can see them to shake their heads and go sit down because it's learned behavior. True. Okay? And I if, saw you, that. If, if you don't go along with it, then there's going to be a fight. There's there's uh, there's a balance. Even with me, there's a balance between uh, how much I want to input and then um, how much I want to disrupt the family. I had to, you know, this, this it was maybe a couple of months ago where my daughter was really disrupting stuff with with my grandson and really doing crazy stuff and and normally um i like to let the parents parent their own children i don't like to interfere but it got to the point i, I, I had to basically uh chew her out and sit her down and get rid of her to riot act for like an hour and a half okay and really get on her and this is like a 30 year old woman i had to really get on her and uh she straightened up and things got better. But the thing is, is that I, you, men have to, you black men have to pick and choose about when they're going to interject. Because if you don't, black women are notorious for, you know, you know, basically burning down the house or cutting off the nose to spite their face. Yeah, I experienced that with my, my son. He got married, I think, sometime last year. That last year, was, there was so much stuff going on. I don't remember what happened from one month to next. But I think he got married April, May, sometime last year. So I never met the young lady. Um, his mother knew about it. My mother knew about it. Of course, he knew mm -hmm. about it. But folks waited until like a week before they got married to, mm -hmm. to let, let me you know. 
Yep. So I got with his mother. I got with my mother. She hung up the phone on me. Mm-hmm. Um, got with my son's mother. She says, well, I knew that you would have something against the young lady. I says, no shit. I saw the young lady on Facebook. I do have a problem with her. Is there any reason why no one informed me? They, she was like, well, we knew that you'll have something to say. So I called my son. Finally got him on the phone. I said, hey, why you didn't tell me that you was getting married to this young lady? He pretty much said, well, I knew you was going to ha- have something against her. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes, mm-hmm. no shit. And I said, why is it everyone conspired amongst yep. us and no one yep. shared it with me? Oh, yeah. Is it because I would bring something useful to the table and say, hey, this young lady right here, she, she is not worthy of being a part of our family. And then he hung up yeah. the phone. And they knew it. You know, black men, when you have a strong black man who Mm -hmm. uh, but however, you know, you you, you partner with someone who um, maybe has has, subscribes to different ideologies. Maybe they subscribe to the matriarchy and they, um, you know, practice matriarchal rule. Um, The child, you know, even though you as the male, um, you know, you're a strong male. Do you believe it's because of like society's? What what is it that it, makes it, the child lean to? The, because the, you were they were you were raised mm-hmm. in this in this this sub subsection of this subculture we call Ados um, or Black Americans. Um, we subscribe to it. Um, uh, my son, you know, he 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 confers. He will he would rather confer and get advice from the women rather than the men. And then the men, really? the, only, the only time, the only time men get involved, in fact, this is when something goes wrong. Okay. I, would, I actually went to mom and yep. went to whoever, went to all the women. They gave me bad advice and now it needs to be fixed. So now it's like, just like, <laughs> the black community, you know, which is disgusting, which, which it sounds for me because this is what happens. Okay. Black woman, you know, the, the black matriarchy, the black gynocracy will make rules, make uh, make plans. They try to carry out a plan. And as, as long as everything goes all right, we're gonna, they're going to shut the men out until something goes wrong. And then they, they come up. OK, now you got to fix it because you're a man. Yeah. Even young girls know they can or young boys. They know they can go to mom and confide in mom because, you know, my, your mom won't tell dad. She'll keep mm-hmm. it a secret. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She'll kind of uphold their mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my complaint, also... my complaint with that is always come to me when you have a one dollar situation. You're gonna hear my lip, but I'll give you the one dollar to fix it. Don't come to me when it's a one thousand dollar problem. Because, because the thing is, the thing is, I, I understand. Okay, I understand that this is the way it is. Okay, I understand that that's that's the way it is. But the thing is, if you if you did it, fix it. Don't come to and say, okay, now it's the man's responsibility because you're a man for you to fix it. Okay. If if the man is not in, you know, men get pissed off because I know I did. If I'm not in it in the beginning, before it gets, before it goes awry, then why are you coming to me after the car is in the ditch? And I think that's what pisses a lot of guys, which is why a lot of a lot of young men just say, you know what? I see, I've seen Mama drive the car into the ditch too many times. Guess what? I'm not doing. Because every, because if you can, because if 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 uh. If if that boy or that girl confided in you and, and you shut out mama or you shut out dad and you didn't tell dad because this, in a two parent household it goes on all the time it went on in mine it went on it it you know in my sons it went on and we have a whole clan it's not like uh, you know my even though I, I didn't marry my ex the whole clan raised the children you know, mama uh, grandparents 
aunts, uncles, the whole clan raise the children. And we have a whole clan of women that actually, in, you know, basically do this kind of stuff. And they all confer. OK, the thing is, is that what makes what, what, what makes uh, black men say, well, I don't want any part of this because we've seen what you did to dad. And we see what you laid in dad's lap after things get wrong. And, so what, and what, what I'm what I'm seeing a lot of black boys do, which I think is mis messed up, is uh, basically get a girl pregnant and then try to get rid of the girl and take the baby. This was going on now. This is a new trend amongst uh, uh, Z's and millennials. Hmm. My question is um, for like the two parent households, I would. Um, I'm trying to understand how a man would allow certain um, things to take place in his home without mm -hmm. it being a, an issue. Um, because if my child tried to undermine my husband's leadership, mm -hmm. then that would be an issue for me because as a spouse, as two, as because how I was raised, um, when I got in trouble, and even though I had a stepfather, um, when I got in trouble, my mom, let's say my stepfather got mad. My mom didn't take my side. My mom stuck with her husband mm -hmm. and they made decisions based off of that. Mm -hmm. I could never go to my mom when I got in and I never really got into really bad trouble as a child. But when I had like troubles at school or whatever, and I was like, mom, you ain't got to tell him. And my mom would be like, hell no, that's my husband. You're my child. And I so, oh, my bad. Keep yeah, go ahead, finish. Go ahead, finish. Sir. Yeah, so my whole problem is, is like, well, how did it get to a point to where men didn't um, challenge the women in that aspect? Because I, I like when when I tried it, my mama wasn't going. My mama well, you was like, challenge, my how far can it go? Well, right. I, got a, I, got a, I got a good story for that one. This was when my son's mother and I were living together. She had a she had one son who was older. So I let him, uh, he was old enough to ride his bicycle to school. School wasn't that far, maybe a quarter of a mile. So I let him ride the bike to school. So I told him, hey, when you take the bike to school, you need to lock it up. So I went to check by the school. The, the bike was unlocked. So I took the bike and I hit it. His mother, his mother worked with him for two weeks uh, trying to hide the fact that the bicycle was gone. Until I let the cat out the bag. Hey, anybody is anybody going to tell me that the bike that the bicycle is missing and both of them had this crazy look on their face? I said, yeah, the, the bicycle is over at such such a place. I'm the one that took the bicycle. I said, was anybody going to tell me? Then the mom jumped to me, telling me I was wrong for taking the bike. Blah 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 blah. The whole nine yard. It was me. I was wrong for taking the bike. Not the fact that I told her son that the bicycle needed to be locked up so no one else would steal it. But wouldn't it have been better communication on you to communicate with the mother? It was shit. It was a shit test and she failed it. Yeah, because to, um, to see can... that it, to see if, if she would, he knew basically he knew what she would do. She he knew that she would cover up for it. He was he was actually testing her to see what she would do and she failed it. Well, yeah, because my my wife in that situation, my wife in that situation would back me up, she, even if she didn't know what was going on. Mm -hmm. That's my the, well. I understand that aspect of it. I do understand that aspect of it, but as opposed to it being something um, to where you were shit testing her, that could have been a very teachable moment um, for her, uh, as opposed to the shit test. Because what I got from that is she probably wasn't um they weren't amalgamated she wasn't going to be with it you know what i mean she probably was going to have an issue with him um trying to teach the boy a lesson mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, I took it that day, and I was expecting him to come home and say, hey, someone took my bike. So mm-hmm. after a couple of days passed, I said, okay, let me see how long this nonsense is going to last. It's going to go on, exactly. And she was working right along with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just kept laughing about You know it. what that makes me think about? One part, one thing that we didn't talk about, Danny, um, is the other part of, like, uh, matriarchy is the mothers coddling the men. So we talk, I talked about, like, them targeting the boys, but I, I, I also see a lot of women who coddle mm-hmm. their sons to the point, like, like it's their man, dress them like mm-hmm. the boys they date, and, like, really coddle them. You know, that's my baby, you know, mm-hmm. that's the thing. Yeah, the first thing they'll say, that's my baby. BGS, have you ever seen the women of Rooster Place? I've seen portions of it. This that's been a long time. It's been like like thirty years, I think. I think like nineteen ninety, I think it was the date of the movie. Yeah. Um yeah. I watched it over the weekend and it represented the gynocracy mm-hmm. um, very, very, very well. I, I thought it was a good depiction of what we see um today. I thought it was a really, really good depiction. I, you know what? I think the best uh, the best depiction of the, the the gynocracy that I've ever heard or read was uh, actually the bluest eye. Um, oh, by Tony Morrison. Oh, it, that was everything that she said. I, you know, you can see the pattern. Says, "Yep, I seen that. Yep, seen that. Seen everything. Every even to the point where uh, where the where the woman is married to a guy, the the man that was actually not was a little bit trifling. How she would start fights with him because she was unhappy. You know, she yeah. literally." start a fight with him so he would actually uh beat her up okay <laughs> because yeah. she was unhappy uh, all the, all yeah i've seen all, all that stuff where she she'd actually start a fight with him or do something to him so he would fight her and then blame him for fighting i've her. seen women do that just out of boredom like yeah. you know they yeah. don't know they feel like there's no excitement in the yeah. relationship so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what well, the the best depiction depiction of the the gynocracy I've seen as far as fiction is is probably the bluest eye, Tony, okay. which is one of probably why uh, very few people actually talk about uh, that book from Tony Morrison because because I think it was actually too accurate. I'm gonna go back and watch that because I hadn't seen that in a while, and I, I had the book. I don't, I don't think I don't think they ever made a movie out of it, did they? The bluest eye. I don't think they ever made a movie out of that one. I got the book. I read the book in junior high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read the book. Wow, that book is an old book. Um, yeah, 1970, yeah. Yeah. But when I watched um, The Women of Brewster Place, um, mm-hmm. they started off with uh, Oprah coddling her baby and her mm-hmm. baby turning out to be a piece of shit. And I was like, well, damn, that was one thing. And then you seen the single mother um, with all the kids, didn't know who none of the daddies were. Mm-hmm. That's um, interesting to me. And then you seen the um, examples of lesbianism and stuff coming about. And it was just um, a thing that the gynocracy kind of represents to me. And Concrete said it was about the protection of boys at some point. I actually thought it was about the protection of um, women because what I've been noticing um, with women is a lot of us try to protect each other. And we were talking about all of our bullshit too. Right. In yeah, modern yeah. day, and I was I was going back to, you know, um, <laughs> well, well, to, to slavery. I was just looking at uh, Rashida Strober's mm-hmm. video. Uh, remember the, the lady that got killed because she was tried to blackmail two gay guys? Or supposedly two gay guys, and she went on. I heard about that. I, I, didn't, I didn't hear about her. About yeah, she, 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 she was calling her a hero. <laughs> what? Yes, she's a hero. 
And there's a lot of black women agreeing with that. Wow. You know what I'm saying? What, it, what it, it, it continues. <laughs> so <laughs> it doesn't matter. She doesn't, it doesn't matter that she's grimy, that she, you know, she, she basically sealed her own fate. Doesn't matter. But I think with raising with raising children, this is for both girls and boys. You, you're going to have to let them take on controlled risks, controlled risks. And if a parent is for both men and women, if they're coddling their children, they prevent them from from growing from those risks. Like I said, controlled risks, mm-hmm. controlled risks. The thing is, what, OK, what I, what I don't like and this is just me, you know, and I'm going to fall back after this. What I don't like is um you after so many generations you know how you raise the boys and then you expect them to be a different kind of men you know you see what other groups are doing as far as uh, making sure they raise successful men and black women don't do any of it but the thing is but they expect the same results as everybody else that that part baffles me with, with black women um and the part that i that baffles me also is like okay but you want to go and marry someone of a different ethnicity and you're expecting a different result because they're doing things different differently that's going on in black america yeah well, you, you will get huh? yeah you're going to get different results of course because they're doing things differently naturally Hello? Can Hey, Hammer, how you doing? Doing good, doing good. Uh, yeah, so um, let me just introduce myself real quick. Um, so I'm a young um, brother uh, majoring in computer science. I'm sort of 19 uh, in the Zillennial class. Um, and by the way, I just want to shout out to BGS. You know, you remind me of my grandfather, like, so wise, a lot of stuff like that. Um, oh, appreciate you. In fact, you know, here's the thing. I, for, for full disclosure, right, um, Wait, hold up. Okay, I'm um, back. So, yeah, for full disclosure, right? Um, I'm sort of like a killmonger, and sort of like you know, like um, I was born in um, West Africa, but I sort of grew up here. So even though I grew up in the African American uh, African American culture, I sort of got to I grew up so in the patriarchy in a way, right? I, I sort of got to see uh, a conservative sort of how things are run. That's why you know I'm in college doing stuff. Like but the thing is that you know. Yeah, kind of like Kilmonger, right? It, it's there's this battle in which, like, you know, I grew up in a very West African sort of conservative culture. But at the same time, you know, I'm I'm living amongst African Americans where it's much more of a dynocracy. So it's always that push and pull. Um, but yeah, um, but here's what I'll say: Look, as it pertains to the situation with the dynocracy, I don't know if I can talk too much about it because you know I I know I'm not ADOS per se. But one thing I will say is this: um, is that this African Americans, it also affects, um, I guess you could say, um, hold up. <laughs> He's babysitting today. <laughs> hey, can you go ahead back there? Wait, um, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah he's babysitting. Yes, right. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I'm all a brother. I'm yeah. So it also affects, um, uh, I guess you could say, um, black men who. I guess you could say all, all like all like killmongers, right? The, the reason why I use killmonger is because it's a character most African Americans are sort of uh, familiar with. So you got yeah, get my gist. Yeah, in terms of dudes who like or like born after or grew up here, a lot of time what happens is, you know, they can't really get with the uh, um, African chicks who grew up here because they also they sort of uh, um, sort of become Americanized and they sort of uh, become sort of like Cardi B's. So what ends up happening? A lot of them end up getting out. 
So even though there is this huge group of black men who did that, a lot of them do tend to be Nigerian or Ghanaians or dudes who grew up here. They sort of maintain that culture, but the the counterparts did not. And as a and here's one thing, look, some of my best friends are actually African Americans. And I, uh, I I live in the DMV, and, and I see I, I've seen guys who, you know, they grew up in the war situations with single moms and that, but somehow, you know, like they they are somehow able to they've developed this conservative mindset. In fact, this is why I was actually able to get into the black manosphere. It's it's because of me, you know, I grew up in a conservative household, so that's how I got got these values, right? But it, it's a you know, it's surprising to me how I could see a brother, you know, from North Carolina who. You know, his he, he has Bay Ma problems. You know, his his father wasn't there, all that stuff. But yet he's able to, you know, become S Y. He's able to get these ideals and we're able to connect like that. So for me, you know, it it almost feels like I came in in sort of like the revolt generation. Cause it's like now I'm so cause look, here's the thing, right? I don't know if y'all know that, but there is this um I, I would call it a, a, a wrong view, but there is this sort of stereotype about um black African Americans. Um, in terms of what we see on television, so that's a lot of people in the diaspora have these views, right? But my thing is that growing up in yeah. the United States, yeah. But growing up in the United States, what I saw is like, see, it's one thing to see somebody on TV, right? But when you actually grow up amongst people and you get to see the dynamics, it's like I start, I'm starting to, I, I started to realize just how deep this goes. Mm. I started to realize. You know, not like look. I I, I don't want to sound like, like, like a pro black or a Taz over here, but yeah, you know. It, it, I think there, what you're saying is important because what's the guy's name? He has his own column, and he's from Great Britain, and he constantly like the 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 image well, that Tunde. he has of Baba Tunde of black mm. people seems to be like menace to society or you mm. know those types of movies. But you bring about an interesting point. So we, I mean, I don't think that um, we're we will automatically assume that you're taking on a bl pro black point of view because you are able to empathize with black people after living amongst them. Yeah, and, and by the way, to oh. third degree Burns X, look, brother, I, I made it very clear. I'm not I, I'm not trying to claim ADOS or anything like that, but what I'm trying to say is growing up with amongst ADOS, because, you know, first of all, I just want to say I, I do believe in ADOS. I do believe that African Americans should have their own, I guess you could say, identity, because everybody else has it, Ghanaians, Nigerians, so that's my thing. Well, you, you, you go to Ghana, how many tri how many different uh, tribes are in Ghana? What's there, actually, there are thousands, it, like literally a lot. In Africa, and, that's actually Oh, I'm talking about just Ghana alone. It was six or yeah, seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the hundreds, hundreds. Okay. In other words, and they all all have their different little yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I, I've personally I never understood why um the outrage was because you know he, here's the irony when it comes to um the diaspora, right? Everybody else identifies with the culture first. This whole thing of Wakanda, Black first, this really only exists in the movies because in reality is if I most. If most Africans really identified with their skin color first or like a lot of the problems we have in Africa, the reality is most of them. Are, in fact, I don't know if you noticed, but Nigerians actually have some of the baddest reputations because they do it the worst. In fact, when they go go when, when they go abroad, it's we're like, tribal they, people. We 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 we're tribal people anyhow. So that that's um, I don't think yeah. I think the Pan African. Uh, idea is, is all good and well, but I don't think most most people outside of ADOS people even subscribe to that ideology. Well, well, if if you look at if you just look at the tribes of Europe, just white people, yeah. right? They killed hundreds yeah. of millions of each other. 
It was it, it's not a you know this race thing or this race loyalty that that uh, that they project is you know is bullshit. You know, did in in two world wars they killed hundreds and millions of each other. But they come together when it comes to people outside of their race. It, 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 for power and money, it, eventually, uh, right. trust and believe. If, if we live long, well, we're not going to live long enough. Uh, in in about fifty years, you're going to see the same thing with in on the continent of Africa. They're going to come together for power and money. They're already doing it right now. Yeah, they're doing mm. it right now. But mm. you know, for, for me, look, you know, you guys may may call me a skeptic, but I mean, not not a skeptic, but maybe I, I'm being too optimistic. But I've always believed that in terms of Europeans, and I've always believed that Sub-Saharan Africans have a better chance they have more in common with each other than i guess europe because you're going to say western europeans eastern europeans they're very different and with more and when you go more to the east to russia and ukraine it's like a completely different group of people when it comes to sub-saharan africans right like they were most of the nations in africa are are is he still there he's still on the panel Okay, so the, okay, the, uh, I would suggest to to Hammer that he read uh, Kissinger's book, uh, The World Order, and especially the section we talked about the Treaty of Westphalia in the in the uh, in the seventeenth century, where the uh, where the European tribes actually came together and signed a treaty to actually start working together. Hmm. So the, it's it's a process, and the thing is, we we gloss over, we look at the results, but we gloss over the process that they have to go through. Hello? Yeah, I can still hear. Yeah, we hear. Okay, I was just wondering. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, have to, I have to agree with the uh with the part the BGS said about glossing over the process and just looking at the results. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I think we're um very guilty of that. Very very guilty of that. As you look at how societies are formed or blocks of societies which uh, which is uh, what happened uh, to Europe, even to, even to Asia, even to China, as a as a, as a um, as a country. Okay, uh, China took you know China spread out and took over other nations. So it's a it's it's a process. There is no such thing as is uh, this uh, this uh, one people thing where they come together and they become one people and it's just organic like that. That's you know we gloss over that, even amongst uh, uh, Eidos. Okay. Uh, the Eidos are not one group of people. We never were. We come from different different sections of the continent, um, different parts of tribes that were actually uh, bartered and sold, and then bred, and then bred by uh, Europeans and bucks and blacks and kind of stuff. As as animals. Well, I started reading this book and said, God damn, God damn, that's what they meant by chattel slavery, cattle slavery. Basically, you yeah, were exactly. bred. You're bred like animals. You're bred like a hog. You you know, a woman is bred bred like a sow. So. Uh, say a woman could have ch twelve children. Um, it could be uh, she could have a child from the from from the from the uh, from the master of the manor. Share have a a, a child by the brother. Uh, then have a couple of children by uh, a by a buck that they that they chose. Uh, even to the point where, say if you have say you had a son that was small, right, and uh, he's a good worker, but he's but he's not good for breeding. They would castrate him so he couldn't breed. So he couldn't get uh, any of the women on the on the plantation pregnant because that was bad for business. In other mm -hmm. words, you would breed something too small, and they wouldn't get a, the price for them that they wanted. So there's a lots of stuff that they did they did, did to us that trauma that the, this group called Ados, African you know American descendants of slaves, actually were 
perpetuated and, and sired through that never got fixed. The thing is, it never got fixed. And the thing is, to deny this process, to deny what's going on, Can I mean? get a chance to actually do fix it is, you know, it's where we are now, which is probably why a lot of guys are just, you know, the hell with it. They're bailing. Hey, um, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. This is oh, oh sorry, I just, I don't know how to cut off. Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's not my took But yeah, but that's what I was saying. I can hear you. Oh, you can yeah. hear me. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, but look. Um, yeah, like I was saying, um, when you think of nations like India or China, right? They mm. naturally came together. No, they didn't. Well, look, that, that's the that's the dollars. Ask you the, the untouchables about that. Ask 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 Pakistan in in the in in, in Islamics. Okay, well, well, look, they, they okay. Well, 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 uh, um, um, Mr. B, just uh, um, Father B, because you know I have a lot of respect for you, but but um, when I say naturally, what I mean by that, look, at China used to be a bunch of so sovereign states, right? Mm -hmm. That were conquered and became one, right? Yeah, okay, where's the natural in that? I'm asking. Okay, okay, okay. I, I guess that was the wrong. Okay, but okay, but, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. But, but okay, but but I guess what I'm trying to say is that china like most nations um went through a, a typical human experience in terms of being conquered unified mm -hmm. and people will be um being born out, out of it right mm -hmm. while africa it was different see the chinese they they so every every nation we see today were a bunch of different states or who like came together were conquered right that's mm -hmm. that's, that's what right but africa's was then so like that never happened it yeah, was yeah, the, the the empires uh, you still see it in Ethiopia where groups of people came together. Uh, yeah, uh, I, the, I, the Ghanaian the the the, the Ghanaian Empire. Yeah, before the British came in and they broke them up. But the thing is, they were the, there's a process of what yeah. they're coming together, forming blocks, and then what when 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 the empires break up, guess what happens? Look what happened to the Roman Empire, where the Roman Empire came in and, and formed an empire, you know, along the Mediterranean. And once it fell, guess what happened? They broke up again mm. into different blocks. Yeah, well, go ahead. Yeah, yeah but, but but see, okay, what I'm trying to say, okay, when you look at Germany, most of the European nations, every every country goes through this process. You know, you mm -hmm. have tribes, groups, factions, but in the end, mm -hmm. the, I call it sort of like a form a formation process. In the mm -hmm. end, a nation is born through that process. Mm -hmm. Africa was going through its natural sort of process like most other nations, like China, like India. They were going through that, you know, um, preliminary stages of tribes and then coming. You know, you had the Ethiopian Empire, the uh, um, Ghanaian Empire. But you were starting to see early signs of that already. Mm -hmm. But I think what happened is that when the Europeans came in, they sort of yeah. thwarted that natural yeah. Yeah. progression of things. That's right? true. Yeah. This is why uh, um, uh, Africa is... is this is why you have look if you the Africa has so many tribes, but but in mm -hmm. reality, if the Europeans would have never came in, those tribes like through a couple of years, hundred of years, would have probably um, be, be become one. That's what that's what you see. Right? Well, they well, were formed into bigger blocks, yeah, yeah, bigger block, and and eventually you would have had a much much more closer nation, yeah. a much more closer community. Yeah. So this is this is why those, I, those are ifs though. <laughs> yeah, it's it's that's true, but see, this is why I've always told people look. Uh, the only way, and, and this, this may sound extreme, you know. Even, even though we're getting way, way, way far afield, but, but we'll entertain it for five more minutes and get back on track, okay? Oh, okay. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about if I took this before. But, uh, you, yeah. ever, you, ever, you, ever, you ever, ever, ever read uh, Quigley's book, uh, um, The Evolution of Civilizations? No, I have not. Brother, no, I have you not. need to read it, okay? To give you a better mm -hmm. outlook of how this, how this, what this process actually is. But go ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but um, yeah, but going back to the topic, I'm sorry to like pull you guys off of that, but 
yeah, so when it comes to the whole um the, the gynocracy thing, look, uh yeah, so my thing is this, right? I'm sort of coming in as the SYSBM thing is sort of like um taking off. I, I wouldn't say it's taking off because it's been happening for a long time, but it's kind of weird because it's like I'm being dropped right in the middle of like the action in a way. Because mm-hmm. I grew up and you know, I, I I had these problems, you know, I, I was a nerdy guy, you know, the 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 uh, first of all, I, I was look, I was about right. Look, there is this belief out here that a lot of black men are just coming out the gate chasing white chicks, which is not true. Look, I I I grew up in a mainly white suburban neighborhood. All I saw was white Disney Channel. All I I, I really saw black women, but yet the girl that I, I had the biggest crush on was I think China and McLean. I don't know if you know who she is, but um, she I think plays um she played the girl in the end form in Disney, right? Mm-hmm. And I had a crush on her for a very long time, but okay. yet. I was only surrounded by white chicks. So, yeah. but so this idea that <laughs> black men or young black men are out here just straight out the gate choosing white Becky makes no sense. But see, what ends up happening is when I did get amongst a black school, a black neighborhood, I started to realize that I was quote unquote lame. Yeah. And see, yeah. And, and that's where it begins. Yeah. That's where it starts. That sense of mm. rejection, that sense of Interesting. I, I, why look it's like like look you have someone like me right who grew up in a white neighborhood but i i was never attracted to them at all mm-hmm. in fact the, the one black girl i saw i was like, oh here's a girl who looks just like me let me holler at her that's how it starts right but then mm-hmm. but but then but see you grew up in the white neighborhood but, but culturally you, you're not you know you're not aligned with her culturally because yeah, you weren't yeah. raised with her experience yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. So, so when I when I want to talk to her and I'm hey, hey um, what's up, man? How you doing? And so, you know, because you know, look in the white community, does that proper English? You know, so so I think that's how all black people are. That's what I, that's what I saw, right? I go and talk to mm-hmm. her and, and and I start to and she's like, nigga, who? It's like, it's like all these things yeah. I didn't know even existed, right? And see, that's <laughs> <laughs> like like for real, right? And then and, and see, that's mm-hmm. what happens. Like yeah. sisters, that's that's literally what happens. Um, sh- um shout out to Mike B in the chat and, and to Black Bane shows, but that's what literally happens in terms of mm-hmm. when you have these guys. Well, I call them the you the um the nerdy guys, the Eugenes. When they finally get their interaction, it's that bad. Mm-hmm. It's that much of a shocker. They're like, oh my god, what am I doing wrong? Right? And you see, you didn't you didn't do anything wrong. That is the reason that they put you next to Becky and in white neighborhoods so that you be absorbed culturally. It's a natural process. Okay. Mm. There's nothing wrong with you. That's the way that you were culturized. You were not cultured to be in the quote unquote typical black neighborhood. So a woman that you, that's why I actually invented the octane uh, system, Hmm. right? For for, for exactly that. Um, When you go outside your particular lane, culture, class, whatever you want to call it, there's going to be friction. And, and a lot of guys, so-called lames, just because you're the same color, when you talk to her, you're not going to vibe because she's not socialized to be to be on your wavelength. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mm-hmm. say that she's wrong, bad, or indifferent. It's just going to be different. And, and, and black women or uh, women are more sensitive to it than men are. Okay. Mm-hmm. Men, it was more uh, as long as she looks good. And you know, yeah, yeah. Willie P, as long as she's attractive, because that's that's our first our first inkling but the thing is for women to actually be attracted to it takes more than that they're, they're, yeah and attraction to men is more complex than it is for for men and, and, and see that's why i never understood the whole thing you you just want becky because i'm like look if you have someone like me who only grew up amongst white people and i never find them attractive the one black girl i saw you know and here's my thing and and, and see the at first right so saying maybe it's you 
And you know, I'm not gonna lie, you you, you start trying to become more hood, you know what I'm saying? More like stuff like that, right? But mm. it doesn't work because that, that, that's not who you are. It's it's yeah. almost like uh, um they, they, they can sense that you're like, okay, you, you obviously not grew up in the hood. It's like you can Absolutely. try to fake it. Pick up on you it. Can, mm. Yeah, you can try to yeah. fake being hood, but the, the, the chicks can tell, okay, this guy is different, it's not gonna work. Because because you're because you're okay. Uh, it mating is a call and a response, right? Mm. There's a certain look you're gonna give her, she's gonna give you the look back. Certain words you're gonna say, she's gonna give you the response back, right? And if if you don't respond in in a manner that she expects, as far as mating is concerned, she's gonna get turned off. Okay, I remember uh, being being going to white schools and being raised around you know in a mixed environment, right? And coming back to work in a black environment, and uh, and a woman that was was attracted to me. She just walked up and said, what's your name, nigga? It's like... <laughs> Are you serious? I'm serious, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is wow. years ago. Yeah, what's your name, nigga? It's like, it's like, you know, me, it's like, excuse me? <laughs> but the thing is, I'm thinking she's insulting me, but she's attracted to me. She's actually trying to flirt with me. Yeah, but, but, but CBG... I yeah the whole conversation go ahead yeah uh-uh hammer we gotta get back to the topic what you think about the black matriarch <laughs> okay well well uh thank you um um first of all shout out to you to see rose and over at hyena um, um shout out to y'all um <laughs> thanks yeah but to, to, to the black matriarch um he, he, here's what i say right typically a black matriarchy operates within a patriarchy in terms of the men will control the government and society, but the women control the family. And I, I, actually, I, I, to be honest, a, a good example is, is sort of Asians, to be honest. I've seen Asian families in which, you know, the women are the one who will actually come down on the girls the hardest in terms of, oh, you you need to get married. For example, there was this video, I don't know if you saw on YouTube, about this Chinese woman. She talked about how she's 27 and, like, the, the family's coming down on her because she, she's not married. And all she asked was that she wanted to be with an educated man. But the mom, not the father, the mother said, hey, don't you waited all the way to you were 27 to ask for educated man. You're crazy. It's like this is this is what I mean by a page. Uh, this is how it typically works. A matriarchy will do a patriarchy, right? The women will come in and will, will sort of come down on the, on the chicks. They will use shame to shame the, the, the younger girls to, to doing what's best for the family, what's best for, for the community. And if the and the girls try to rebel, that's when they call in Big Daddy. That's when they call the father to reinforce. That's typically what happens. In fact, look, how many times have you heard about you know the, the quote unquote strict African mom? Right? The stereotype of doing the African mom, she's so strict, she's gonna come down on you. That's how it is. Typically in the in, in the patriarchal society, right? The women are the ones who typically are like they control the household, they come down to them, they make sure. Both both parties know the responsibilities. Flimple up, right? My mom, she told me since I was born, your job is to provide for the family. Your job is to, uh, 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 yes, um, Janelle Santos, yes, um, I'm 19. But yeah, yeah, your job is to the family. She told me that since I was born. Your job is to be a patriarch. That was my mother. And she said, I, I never to hear a, a time in my life where you are being taken care of by, by uh, uh, f- female. And the thing is, you know, whenever I got out of line, she would call daddy, call the father. That's typically how a lot of these um, patriarchal societies work. See, those ideas that somehow the fathers, when that's typically typically what happens is the mother who actually runs the children, who actually comes down to the children. I'm like, and, and, and for me, that's, and for me, you know, I have a lot of African-American male friends. And for them, they grew up where the, the girls are being put above them. So it's a complete different, you know, 
I, I, for example, I have a dude uh, who lives in DC, right? He, he talks about how his family, oh, you know, Larry. his. Uh, uh, Mr. Hammer, Mr. Hammer. Yes. yes. See how conversation works. You say one point, and then you let somebody else come in, and then they say a point, and it kind of goes around. <laughs> oh, I am so sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. You're good. Thank you. But, um, we'll come back to you. We want to just let oh, somebody yeah, uh, else yeah, get yeah, in, kind of yeah, get sorry. their take to you. You know, I don't mind. I don't mind shaming, but hey, let the shaming be uh, in the best interest of the of the household and the family. Unfortunately, some of the shaming is is towards things that has nothing to do with the betterment of the household or the family. That's my problem. And I think um, in a matriarchy, to Hammer's point, but it's like there's still a place for men. Uh, to do things, um, to have their place, like even even so, insofar as like um, protecting and providing, there's still a place for that. It's just the, ultimately the decisions of the household and things like that kind of fall back on the women. But what we see in our American black community is like there's no place for men at all. Like and and they kind of go wayward. I have a question regarding that. I'm sorry. I'll just be really quick. So um, when we talk, like we're talking about, uh, you know, matriarchal communities and matriarchal rule, when men date outside of the race, uh, like if you date a, a white woman per se, uh, for instance, um, do they find a different dynamic because of, or specifically related to the fact that, you know, um, they're under patriarchal rule? Well, even though we are too, but you know, I guess they're they're uh, many of their households. Yeah. I don't necessarily, I haven't necessarily seen like live examples of that. And I grew up in a completely white town, but um, the women were were the ones that were in charge of the household as well. And and you know, westernized um, white homes that I've seen up close and personal. Yeah, but the women, the women always defer to the to the men. Yeah, the, the, there's a there's I've a difference that. in like how you were saying. I think one of you two were saying before where like um there there'd be an argument or something, and you know the kid would kind of the mom would kind of side with the kid. In other cultures, it's not like that. Like the the kid will obviously try to go past the least of resistance and everything, and go to the mom first. But when a rule is broken, and you know the the father is the one that's supposed to be uh, kind of setting those rules, the mom will kind of fall back on the on the father or be like, ask your dad or, you know, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Whereas in our community, it's just like, there's like dad just kind of like don't want to start an argument. So he just backs off because he don't want to smoke. Yeah, go ask. Yeah, basically, okay. A lot of dads will actually go ask your mama, which is the exact opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Because we've been I've trained a, to do that. I've got a question. I believe that was concrete rules. Can you uh, define in charge of the household? Um, just basically maybe uh, raising the rearing of the children. So mainly managing the household, managing the household, I guess is a better word. Okay. Cause ours would pre be pretty much like um, dealing with the children. Um, if the bills went into a pot, then my mom used to pay all the bills out of that pot. Mm -hmm. Um, she make appointments. She's going to keep up with the household appointments. She's going to make sure I'm, uh, taking care of what I need to take care of at school. Um, usually if there was like a problem with the cars and stuff like that, my uh, stepfather would take care of that. Um, stuff outside the house. My mom basically had the inside. My stepfather ran the outside, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But um, they agreed, um, I guess, on how to raise kids. So 
um, you know, I had a little sister, God rest her soul. But um, with me, you know, I was um, my mom's outside child. And so they still kind of came together as it pertained to raising me. Mm -hmm. That's generally a sore spot in most relationships, especially with a man coming in. So that's interesting. Yeah. um, But I think I came from a family where I think the women in my family were really submissive um, with the exception of my grandma. (laughs) I was raised by her. Mm -hmm. um, Oh, no, no kidding. (laughs) 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 That's a a shot. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't resist. (laughs) But with the um, older women in my family, like great grandmothers and stuff like that, very, very, very submissive women, um, almost to a fault. And so with my grandma, my grandma was on some most shit, even though she was married and um, she was a good woman to me, but she kind of ran, she, she ran the whole house as opposed to um, the outside, you know, the inside, she ran the whole thing. And so, well, I can only speak for the two households that I that I ran. Um, for each one of them, I always, I was either working some kind of odd hour shift, or I was working twelve, thirteen hours. So normally, I left before. Uh, this is when I was with my son's mother. Her son and my son had to be had to get up and be taken to school or daycare. Um, and then when my son was living with me and my wife. I would leave the house at 5.30 a.m. and I probably wouldn't come back in until 6.30 p.m. So my wife was always there when the what the hell moments happened, the car issue, the plumbing issue, something like that. So when when a lot of this stuff always happened, I was always, always at work. So, yeah, in those points, my son's mother and my ex-wife, we can say they was kind of in charge of the household because they were home more more hours than I was during those what the hell moments that occurred. But we still were supposed to work as a team where we both established that's the important rules. We both established rules for uh with my son's mother, her son and my son, and with my ex wife, uh my my son. And unfortunately with both of those, that's where a lot of the problems ran was okay, we'll set the standard, but when I'm gone, I'm gonna need you to to stick behind it, not be changing it up because uh, it's a lot easier for you to kind of, kind of be a little bit more lenient mm-hmm. and then, and then dump it on me. Like it's too late now for me to fix it. I, hell, I'm coming in four or five, six hours after, after it happened. Yeah. I've seen that. And I always like cringe when I do, when I see situations where um, they, they maybe ch- the rules change when the dad's not home. But the worst part about what I've um, viewed is like, it's like, keep it a secret from dad. Like, don't tell mm, dad, don't you tell know, dad. we're going to keep this a secret from dad. That is like that. Oh my gosh. Are you serious? Now there was this one thing that happened between my son's mother and myself. So uh, my, my, who's living in a townhouse. So I'm upstairs in bed. I'm asleep. Cause I got to get ready to go to work soon. And I hear my, my son's mother telling my son that he needs to go get his shoes. And she's just telling him repeatedly and repeatedly and repeatedly. I got tired of hearing, hearing it. So I called his name out and said, come upstairs. Come in. He came upstairs. I said, go get your shoes and go back downstairs and uh, listen to your mother. He went, got the shoes, went downstairs, didn't say anything. The next day, his mother comes upstairs and she calls herself reading me, uh, mm-hmm. reading me the riot act because I made her look bad. 
I was mm-hmm. like, yo, I got tired of hearing you telling him he needs to get his shoes and he's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. It's not my fault that the young man listened to me the one time. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. They mean, uh, uh, my mother-in-law um, basically uh, had a spat about that. And I didn't see my kids for like six months because we had this big spat about her interfering when I was actually talking to my daughter. And she, oh. wanted, she wanted to impose her will. <laughs> we had a big blow up about that. You know, and I said a few choice words. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll, I'll walk in, I'll walk in, and I know that something needs to be taken care of. I used to snap my finger. Hey, you, you, mm-hmm. go do such and such and such. They jump up and go do it. Their mother, their mother, they used to used to just get mad. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, you, you got to be consistent. You just can't be, you know, letting them do what they want to do. And I, you know, it's just I, I established this with them from the get go that hey, I don't have as much problem as 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 you do with them. That's so interesting because I think the dynamic is different for me and my son's father. Um, my son goes to Arizona every summer. Mm-hmm. And my son had got disrespectful with his stepmother to a point to where she called me. Mm-hmm. And um, I got on his father's ass because I'm like, first of all, you need to take care of that um, for one. And then I made my son get on the phone and I got on his ass because I'm like, you you are at, um, at the end of the day, that woman's in charge of you. And you're not just going to be disrespectful to her just to be disrespectful. But, yeah, it's like um, I had it it was funny because I thought that certain things I feel like his father should kind of have in the back of his pocket, you know, like as far as dealing with a child. But Mm -hmm. I guess because I spend the most time with my, you know, like my son goes with him holidays and during the summer, but Mm -hmm. I spend the time with him. But um, I thought it was interesting that he was- so. In other words, he'd never established that kind of rapport with him. It has to be established. Know, maybe not. I because it was one of those things to where I was scratching my head, like, well, why the fuck? Do you come? In other, in other, basically, because you're the you establish yourself as the as the final authority figure. Like, uh, you know, it, you know what's crazy it, is, um, when my like, son gets like, like for my grandson, I'm basically I'm the final authority figure. If they can't do anything with him, they call me because we established early when he was a baby. If you if 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 uh if you're the if your uh son's father never established that, then it's going to be something different. And I, the crazy thing is, it's like um now I don't really have a lot of problems with my son, but like if my son gets in trouble um for talking in class and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, when I feel like it's getting out of, um, when I, I won't even necessarily say when it's getting out of hand, but I'll refer to his father like, you know, you better call and talk to this little boy. Mm-hmm. And he'll call and talk to him. And, you know, of course, we don't, we don't really go through it a lot, but I just thought it was interesting. You can't, you can't, you can't, if it's not established, that's the whole thing. You cannot pull a process out of your pocket if it's never been established. Okay. Yeah. If you never went through the process of having him established as uh, as your son's authority figure, you just can't pull him out of your pocket and think it's going to work like that. Don't work like that. And it's, and also, it's very difficult parenting over the phone, and that that ties into one of the reasons why I left uh, being in the military. Even though I could have stayed in a couple more years and drew retirement, I pretty much knew my son at that time. He was a teenager. I was having no problems with him. But I said, you know, I only get one chance of doing this. And even though my wife, my my wife, even though that wasn't his biological mother, she was doing her best. But still, you can't parent over a phone. A lot of times you got to a dad has to be there 
um, to do the hands-on stuff, which is the reason why I got out just shy of freaking retirement. But hey, it is what it is. I yeah. said um, if I got to a certain age and I wasn't married, um, he gonna have to go and, and um and live with him. But yeah, well, it's late. It's late. But thing is, you know, hopefully he can, you know, he can actually establish a bond. The thing is, you can, it's like uh, okay. I always compare it to an elephant, right? How do they train an elephant? They don't start when he's, you know, he's 10 tons and he's like, you know, nine feet tall. They start it when he's a baby. They tie him to a tree, to a tree that the, that, the, that he can't uh, he can't get, get away from. So as a baby, he's trying to pull away from this tree and he's doing all everything he can to the point where he gives up, right? He, now he, he's established that, okay, this, when I get tied to this tree, I can't get away. So I'm going to just calm down and stay tied. And so when the so when the uh, when the elephant gets like nine tons, right, and they can actually pick up the damn tree and walk away with it, they tie a little leg, the little bitty rope to his leg, tie it to the tree, and the elephant stays because wow. it's been established. Okay? It has to be it has to be established early. What do you want? All right, we've been freezing Edward out. Hop on in there, Edward. I'll be right back, y'all. Okay. Oh no, y'all know I'll just jump in when I want to talk. Release, release, release the hurricane, and then see if the coast is clear. We was treating him like Jordan in his first All Star game. We was freezing him out. No, no. I mean, y'all, y'all got kids. I mean, I just grew up in a goddamn uh, matriarchy or a wannabe matriarchy. So it's from a different perspective. But what I will say, based on what you said, is what a lot of things that women don't understand, this goes back to what BGS was talking about, about being trained, is if you want a certain, if you want a certain outcome, the ingredients are very important. And the most important ingredients are the culture and the partner that you have. And what a lot of women don't understand is you cannot divorce the woman from the culture because a woman is the first teacher. So even something as simple as understanding that these things, as far as dominance, have to be established early so that if you do want to go back to an insurance package of calling your daddy, that shit doesn't matter in an environment where black boys are used to saying, you ain't my daddy, or even if you are somebody's daddy, you know at the end of the day, you can just play to your mom's feelings and emotions, and she can override him because at the end of the day, you're living with her. That's some shit that, quite frankly, my younger brothers were very good at doing. And I always took the hit um, with that because I never would do that. I would tell the truth no matter who was right or who was wrong. And I even used to have it being told, oh, well, you know, me and you would have a better relationship if you would just kiss my ass. And I was like, well, I'm sorry. I'm just not built that way. You know, so it just is going to be what it's going to be. Uh, but. You know, the you point know, when, is when young boys re, re, uh, kind of like um, buck the system, buck mm -hmm. the gynocratic system, a lot mm -hmm. of times that they kind of get the brunt of it because you can, it's almost like they like they used to try to beat slaves into line. It's kind of like you're going to get in line with this program. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It's called talking back when they say you're talking back. And I'm like, you know, it, it wasn't until I realized. Talking back is just ask. Oh, you ask a question about some shit, and that's you talking back. I'm like, it's not the same as what these white boys be doing. And and when I really understood the difference, because mm -hmm. I was raised around black people before I was raised around black and white people, 
Oh yeah, I said, oh no, that ain't what the fuck I'm doing. That's oh, just some yeah. shit oh, to yeah. get said in order to justify getting mad at me for even saying anything. You know, you know so, that old joke comedians talk about that about uh, a white boy calling his mom a bitch and and cussing at her and and stomping off, and she's you know she's got mm-hmm. that look of fear. And uh, I think this one comedian he actually told her he was actually over his. Uh, his uh, uh white white friend's house and he was telling him uh telling his mom off and uh the comedian said he was afraid for the little white boy's life because in his family that's yeah. that's, that's tantamount to death okay <laughs> yeah because those and, are two different systems yeah absolutely they do it all the, f you mom yeah yeah and depending on which white folks you're dealing with because i've i've raised around some canadians and even women on women like they they the way they communicate with each other it's very open and free flow now that ain't how they talk to their dad you know regard i'm talking about even the women regardless but when it comes to the the white it's open and free flow you being a bitch that gets called to the floor. Now, no matter what the dad is doing, that doesn't get called to the floor. But when it comes to the win, oh, it, it's a free flow conversation, and that's just how they but do the it. And daughters and, will say that to their moms too. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. The the daughter, yeah, like uh, yeah, exactly. They will do that too. Now they won't do that to their dad, but they will do that to their mom. You you, you notice that is that uh, uh, is that uh, the the white boy has a, has the same. <laughs> Does the same thing to his mom that the white girl that the black girl does to her mom. Mm, mm. <laughs> she she has yeah, a voice. When they go through that rebellious stage, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has a voice. Whereas if 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 the boy does it, he's gonna get he's gonna get reprimanded. But a black woman think uh, a, a black girl voicing her opinion is normal. Yeah, and let's be honest, the dudes re- the the men reinforce this shit. This idea, the the black men, stepdads or dads, they reinforce that shit. Even look at like Kobe's situation. Kobe's dad, um, he was in a rock and a hard place because I get it. You're married yeah. to somebody, you built something. So I'm not trying to throw him under the bus, but let's be clear here. In in traditional and other he, races, yeah, he did buy. They would have said you need to fall the fuck back. You need to fall back, and he would have stayed stepped in and handled it. But he let this uh he let his wife go too far and fall yeah. out with his son. Yeah. Now another situation is if you look at Stephen Curry's mom, she knows her position and knows how to play it. So Dale doesn't have to do that. You know, so it is always seen she's looking out what's in the best interest of her son, and Steph recognizes that because she can be aggressive too. And I promise you, she's probably one of the main forces gotten her hand around Aisha's throat when Aisha uh, wants to wants to buck no matter what Steph's doing. So mm-hmm. it, it's a way you have to do it, but um, but yeah. but again, Dale, Dale ain't reeling her back either. It's just she knows her position and she's an asset to all those men in it, so they kind of let her play it, and she doesn't overstep in that way versus Kobe's mom just thought she was really running shit. Yeah, but you also got to remember this is her second rodeo dealing with a a, a, a basketball family. Mm-hmm. So what's know, a, so was Kobe? So Jelly Bean was an NBA basketball player from for nine years in the NBA and nine years in Italy. It's not he she she was married to a NBA player. So it wasn't her it wasn't her first rodeo. She knew what she was doing. Yep. Yep. She she yep. And and dude fell back. He was that submissive 
Mm-hmm. In that situation, he played the submissive role, and as a result, that that whole family paid for it in that end mm-hmm. because of that. Um, but 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 I don't know what he could have did because what because he could have probably cracked his marriage doing that. Well, you know, you, that's the, you brought up something when you said that you know uh, black boys are are um, they're not allowed to kind of rebel in that way. But you know, for black women, like single black mothers. I think they view it kind of as dangerous because generally if you get into a power struggle with your 15 year old, 200 pound son, you mm-hmm. know, it, chances are really and true. I mean, he, out of respect, they don't, you know, take it too far, but if he wanted to, you know, it could, you know, he could knock you on your butt. Yeah. But yeah. See, that's a great mothers- point. Concrete that happens in um, marriages too. It's not just in single. See, that's the that's where true, the true. rub gets in. It's the single mothers. But as WP used to talk about this, this actually happens in marriages where you have the submissive husband and you have the dominant woman. So even and then that's when the dude all of a sudden want to buck the fuck up when a woman oversteps her bounds, and in that he wants to use his masculine power to reinforce her will as the final authority, even when he knows she's wrong. And and I just want to point that out. But go ahead, my bad. I wanted to like point out uh, what I thought was interesting about that as well is that, um, um, you know, the idea that your your young boy, you know, 15 years old, you know, mm-hmm. big guy, maybe he's on a football team, whatever. If he, you know, talks back to you or uses a uses a voice from power uh, mm-hmm. from his being, then, mm-hmm. you know, it scares the woman. But it's like not it, that in it's- order. It well, scares saying, her that, that she has to keep him in control so that she has exactly. to yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what I was getting to. That's what yeah. I was getting to. The idea that she has to like like she's using her uh power and her voice to keep him in a Submissive. place of yeah. submission. submission. Yeah. Yep. But uh, as I as I realized uh raising a raising a son me being a male also it's just a it's just a certain type of dance that a, a father and son is going to mm-hmm. have to have for everything to pan out well that he becomes a productive adult and that's something that from what i i've seen i can, i'm i'm going to guess i don't think women have that the tools to be able to dance that dance mm-hmm. and unfortunately what they bring along from what we are seeing it's not working mhm and, you know, I've seen men that, like, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, my fiancé does not have sons, but he works well with young black boys. But it's the manner in which he speaks to them. He's very assertive, but he talks to them in such a respectful way. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, it, it, he doesn't, there's no concern over, you know, there's not that power struggle. Because he's earned their respect. Mm. You got to earn, you got to, you got to do something or position set or act in a manner where you actually garner a man garner a, a male's respect whether he's a little boy or whether he's a grown-ass man same where a coach does okay you had to you had to earn that man's respect and women think it's just supposed to come because yeah, they think they're entitled so. to it they're, they're entitled, entitled to it. it and when they don't get it they start looking for ways to reinforce it i mean you see them do it with the police i can't tell you how many times i've been threatened with dcfs that i learned that before i learned a couple of other different um words to keep it all the way real in chicago this stuff is put uh put out there and i mean you see it and when you see the pattern again this is why dudes come to the conclusion the only way to not create that outcome is to completely divorce yourself 
from the culture. Because when you start to realize you can't divorce the woman from the culture, then you realize, okay, I have to go into another store. If I'm going to if I'm going to this store, this is what the fuck I'm going to get. And there is no way around that. There is no, oh, we're going to get the premium brand on this aisle. No, no, no. This is what the fuck you're going to get. So it's time to just pay some more money and shop at a higher premium store if you want higher premium outcomes. And when we come back to this is what um, Ulysses is trying to say. When folks come back 2020 and beyond and then they want to ask questions about what's going on once they realize they see the flames. When the smoke has been there for a minute, it's kind of like once you see the flames, it's kind of too late. So in, in, in real life, when you start hearing people start accepting that matriarchy exists, just know at that point it's been a while past too late at that point. Because now people are only admitting it because they realize the consequences of it is just so prevalent. In fact, in fact for, from listening to... Um, well, and not only listen to the men, but also the women too. Most men bail out of marriages or relationships is because they realize that the black woman's going to do what whatever the hell she's going to want to do anyway. And what you say really doesn't make any difference, whether she voices it or she doesn't, because that's what happened to mine. It didn't matter what we agreed to, you know. She would agree to it while she's talking to me, but when I turn my back, that's what she's going to do. She's going to do whatever the hell she wants to do anyway. And I can say, and a lot of dudes don't file for divorce; they just start cheating. That, well, that's also get, another way dudes bail out. They don't necessarily file for divorce. They just start. No, they just they, they just dudes. Well, the thing is, if they they start cheating, if they want to absolve themselves from responsibility, but most dudes just do a slow fade. But uh, go ahead, Jake. Yeah, Jay. that's yep. Oh, uh, oh, two points. I was going to say that's the same thing that happened to my two relationships, the one with my son's mother and my ex-wife. Mm-hmm. But I was going to say something about uh, boys. You you have to establish your boundaries with them from the get-go uh, when they're a little child you got to establish establish it then if mm-hmm. you cross paths with them at 12 13 you got to establish it right then and there and you also have to be consistent and lead by example um one one time i put my son on a 30-day punishment once i said it i realized i was screwing myself over with this punishment but mm-hmm. i was like i did establish it so for the 30 days i'm gonna have to take this l and maybe next time I won't be so strict. From, I won't be so abrupt at the get go. But yeah, I couldn't change it because had I changed it, then, you know, I would have that would have affected my authority, even though, like I said, I screwed myself over for 30 days and the punishment was supposed to be on him. Mm-hmm. But that's just that's just what well, you, you have to do. With with the, with the, 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 there is no jail without the jailer. Jailer has to be in the same jail. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, there's a good, um, no. there's a good, there's a good scene on the Boondocks where um, Huey had to like lock Riley out because Granddad was gone, and then over time he was like, I don't know if he's the prisoner or I am because Riley was every little thing he did, he was looking to see if he could catch him slipping and get out. And uh, he had to end up locking him in the closet. And even then, he had to be on the other side of the closet. And then Riley ended up finding the goddamn hanger and they cutting himself out. But <laughs> he was getting, t- Hugh was getting tired as hell. He was like, God damn, this motherfucker, as soon as I slip. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's like that. But you got, but you got to hold steady. And that's, and I'm going to tell you something that a lot of men fuck up on is they, they, they have this, I want to keep the peace on um, myth bullshit. When, where, a lot of dudes, whether they're married or in a stepdad situation, they think their role as a man is to keep the peace. 
And that is a very slippery slope because what happens Because they don't want to start... deal with all that drama all the time. Like, hey, yeah, but that's a slippery slope because you start placating to folks' bullshit. And what happens is you look for the quickest way to keep the peace. And what is it? That happy life, happy wife shit. And that's where a lot of dudes wind up being in these submissive husband roles or submissive stepdaddy roles where the kids learn very quickly, regardless of the age. All I got to do is deal with mom's emotions mm-hmm. and your ass is cooked. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the, and, and I and I've yeah. seen this shit. And, and and at the end of the day, then women start wondering why are these dudes not doing this in this situation and doing that in that situation. Right. And even when dudes start to buck up, you realize all I got to do is go get her and she'll check yeah, her. Well, yeah, because you would. Trying you, to save the relationship, like no man, man, men hate to be nagged. Yeah. Men are it really the way it should go, and this is what BGS was alluding to with um, you know, Kobe's um dad. Dude, I'm gonna keep it and be BG. Yes, you always say this when you say you gotta be willing to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I hate to say because Ramil, man, Ramil kills me, man. But Ramil yeah, did Ramil, a video. Ramil, Ramil's a big top. I just don't want to admit it. That's what he is. But but, Talk, but he was talking about he was talking about like if a chick does anything stupid, he said I'm leaving her and that fucking kid. He said dudes gotta be willing to abandon, yeah. abandon, abandon yeah. shit. Wow, you do. Yeah, you do, and and, and you had now you, you do because so it, it's called scorched earth. Either you in it, either you in it all the way, you're not. But I, I, I'll tell you, and I've said this before, um, with with my second child, right? We had contentions with with with, with my ex, my second child, right? And um, it was it was about child support, and so we were talking about it, and she got the bucking about how I could get this and I could go to court to get this. I said, you know what? I said. Um, you got you got two choices. I said, either we come to a, a, a mutual agreement that's reasonable for both of us, or you can go to the court, get whatever you can get, but you need to tear up my number because I don't know you or those children. Oh. And what do you yeah. want to do? And to be fair, and to be fair, Glendon Cameron, wow. he beat his he beat he was married to a black woman, had mm-hmm. a kid named Massey. He tells the story every once in a while. He basically he had an agreement with her. She decided she wanted to she called the police on him. Besides, she wanted to try to renege on it. He won like every battle. Long story short, oh, he got do this, that too if they're willing to fight. He got him. He got him to honor. He got the courts to make her honor that agreement. You know what she did, Concrete? She what? moved out of the state. She moved wow. out of the state and took her mm-hmm. daughter with her. You know what Glendon said? Well, Bye. we'll have a con- I'll have a conversation with Madison when she gets older. Mm-hmm. I've seen men do that too, but I've seen men that like women are trying to be spiteful. They take them to court. They think they're gonna, you know, walk out mm-hmm. on top, and it backfires a lot of times. Or the man gets him a lawyer and he fights back. Well, that's what and I told white, my. I, I'm not. Why do? You, okay, if 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 it's in the best interest of the child, if it's in the best interest of the child, who's the first person should have the best interest of the child? The parents. Both. The parents. mother. The mother. That's come out. That come out of you, okay. Yep. And if and if you if we, you would rather uh, use that child to spite that man, regardless, then why does the man have the the greater obligation? I'm just curious. I don't think he has the greater obligation, but I I would you know I know for me personally. Sorry, as a mother, you know I I'm I would fight to the bitter end for my child. But you know what we're talking. That may not what, be what, what, if, what, what if you didn't have to? Well, she's allowed to manipulate the man with her own uh, 
because it's a, a lot of it's oh, you. Oh, I don't disagree with that. But I would fight to take get, have full custody of my child versus Why? allowing her to manipulate my child. What? Because if she's manipulating your child, for, mm. uh, you know, in an effort to get you to do what she wants, she's going to manipulate mm. your child in, in an effort to do, you know, other things, too. Well, then, well, that's, then, well that's, that's that's manipulation is a form of abuse. Yeah. But, but, and, but that's so easy. That is so easy to sure. say as a woman. <laughs> like you really like you know is how it, these courts are. And let me say, I'll say it like this. I got a question, and, and watch. So, which is easier, me fighting hard, like what you're saying as a man in court and everything, or just saying fuck it? learning my lesson, finding a better female, and basically re uh, doing another family that way. Okay, and I'm going to tell you, here's what's fucked up about what I just said, and this is the devil, devilishness of it. I can restart, have a family, do it right, and then if I wanted to come back, it would probably be a lot easier for me to rip uh, rip um, custody away from you because I've established I can have a better home than what you can. So I the obvious choice is to just fucking restart. I have a question, though. This is this is something, and I'm not saying that you guys do it, but I see this far too often in the black community. Okay, if the man decide, if the man decides he don't want to go through that headache and decides to, uh, he don't want to put away with that woman because she's taking him through too much hell of with uh, using that kid as a tool. He wants to walk away. Now, you're willing to shame that dude and say he should fight to the to the bitter end. <laughs> nobody, but nobody goes in and puts foot to ass to that female. I'm not saying you, other, I'm, I'm not saying you, but I'm saying in general. Okay, right. And right. in other races, Latin women can't pull that shit because everybody will collapse on her because they will protect that child even if she won't. See, that's the difference. White men, too. See, in the black community, women code up around other women. Just even if they don't know the information, yeah, they're just going to assume the woman is right. That doesn't happen in other races. I agree. But I, you know what? I, I agree. And I, I, I'm not a man. I've never been in a man's position. But I, I do hear a lot of men, like stories of a lot of, that a lot of men tell regarding their relationship woes with their children's mother and uh, things of that nature. And even in relation to child support. But most of them don't even seem like they attempt to fight because they think that, you know, they feel like, well, the system's going to be and work out in her. It works in her favor anyways. So I'm not even going to try to fight. OK, I'll sum it up like this. I spent fifteen thousand dollars trying to get sole custody of my son. When I started off with the first attorney, the first attorney told me, basically, you're just a sperm donor because you wasn't by, well, you wow. wasn't married to the woman. You wasn't married to the mother. I went to a second attorney. Second attorney told me the same thing. I went to a third attorney. The third attorney told me the same thing. But I said, hey, I need to try. I need to do something. So after 15K, which was actually money spent meant for something else. That's insane. The only thing I ended up with was what I no, started off fighting. with, which was joint custody. And the crazy thing about it, a year later, after all the fighting, my son's mother leaves my son at my doorstep. Mm -hmm. I'm like, wait a minute. I spent all this time and money, a, a total of a, a year and a half, fighting you. And she kept delaying it. She kept delaying it. She kept delaying it. To turn around and give me my son a year you, later. Because you gave up. You gave up. You said, fuck it. I'm, I'm out. So, yes, I had, I had 15K yeah. to spend. 
there's yeah. a lot of dudes who don't have 15k I, I, well, what i'm saying at the end of the day what you said fuck it you know it is what it is i'm gonna let it go you know you can't control me through this process anymore and when 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 the kid was no longer variable has to control you guess what she did she gave the kid to you that's correct and yeah, but a retainer retainer fee for family law attorneys is normally going to start off depending on what state and city you're living in you're looking at twenty five hundred dollars and oh, that doesn't hustle. last that doesn't last too long and you have to re, you it have absolutely pay. is a hustle and that's why i don't believe in weaponizing and, the and, when, and, and the government against black men at all in any way and you have to pay women, and if, once the retainer once the retainer runs out you got to pay the next retainer or else the the, the attorney will drop the case so yeah, yeah it is it's a money I, I, run. I, I, but, I tell i tell men period fuck it take take your l Okay, they're gonna call yeah. you a bastard. They're gonna call you all kinds of names. At the end of the day, you do, if you want to go through that headache and, and shorten your life by doing that shit with an uncooperative woman, and and at the end, of it, once you get through fighting, the child's still gonna have problems. Okay, fuck it. And, if, and his, if she if she BTS doesn't, is right. BTS she, is right. And, and yeah. here's the truth. The truth is, women target. They know who to target yep. when it comes to certain dudes like that. This that like little in between where they won't fight. But at the same time, they'll kind of go along with the minimum, which still gives the woman the control. See, the, the the issue that I have with a lot of these arguments is women always try to frame themselves as they're the victim of circumstance. Like they're not actively pulling levers to make decisions of outcomes that they know what it is. That yeah. they just did some shit and they don't know what the intentions oh, are. Okay. This is, hold, on, hold on, hold on. I'm not talking about you. Actually, in concrete, I'm actually not even talking about you. What I'm okay. talking about is like Rashida Schrober. I asked Rashida Schrober a direct question um about you know how these kids get made and all the other women to be fair agreed i asked do are do the women choose the father for their children to be fair it was five women four said yes different reasons but they all said yes but rashida was like no and and i and, and she made she went on this diatribe but long story short i said so are you telling me that black men they will sit here and they will agree to have a baby with a woman but then when they actually see the baby, they just get cold feet. Like when you get cold feet before you get married and they'll just get deuces. She said, yes, that's what happens. I said, all right, man, this is the mindset. And by the way, she's not a one-off. Jessica Light. Yeah, when she's she got back into the corner. Yeah, but y'all, uh -uh. let, me, let me say this about okay. Jessica and Lights because I've seen her up on a, quite a few panels um, over the last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And the girl is 23? 22, yeah. She's 22 years old. Mm -hmm. Rashida's like 38. I have seen grown men come at the, She is 22 years old. And I've seen people kind of I didn't know nothing at 22. Yeah, huh? but okay, but the thing is, she's hard-headed. Because when, when it first started happening, everybody was trying to give her credit. Okay, you're 22. You don't know what you're talking about. We're trying to school you. But the thing is, why is a 22 year old girl that's never really been in a relationship trying to go at grown ass men that have? Well, the thing, the thing to me with grown ass men, okay, if nobody got on her ass hard enough, um, because that seemed like if she keeps coming back and she keeps um fucking around in the space and and, and it hasn't, if it's been checked, um, she's still she's grown but she hasn't really had a whole lot of life experience so i wouldn't allow her up on a panel i wouldn't either but, but danielle i She's promise if you and concrete and they know but if you, nothing but if you and concrete start I, 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 I was, talking I was that shit to jessica she'll listen i respectfully to say bullshit. 
Yeah, if you and you and Danielle start talking 15, to her, she won't question the shit y'all talking about. She ain't fifteen. She knows bullshit. But she knows yeah, she's a senior in college. Oh my no. gosh! Like seriously, and then yes. when you think about today's twenty-two year olds, they're almost sixteen. Oh, uh, they're trying to use what you say to get you. In the yes. 80s. No, I'm yeah. just I'm serious. Like I, I think she's a millennial. BGS thinks she's okay. millennial. In other words, that's in, what other, he said. in other words, if you're gonna come into a space, you know, even I don't care if you're seven years old. Okay, for my grandson, you seven years old. You come into a space with adults, okay? You get you get uh, talked to and reasoned with the first time. You keep coming. We gonna take foot to ass. She getting foot to ass. And, that's and, a, and that's my thing. I'm saying I like they are. There's another thing I was gonna say. Concrete. Okay, if y'all are putting foot to ass, and this is still a child that's not. She's, literally, she's not a child. What I'm, and, what I'm saying is, and, and, what I'm saying is, listen to what I'm saying first. Um, if she's still acting immature and she's still coming into the spaces and still is acting like she doesn't have any understanding and there's not going to be any understanding um, taken from her, why continue to deal with her if she's not displaying any understanding of what you're talking about? Entertainment. I'll give you, because I got on Roger about this, okay? Because when, when she initially started this stuff and he encouraged it, okay? He, he 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 led her into this space and he encouraged her to come on because he, she wants to learn, right? Supposedly. That's how she got into the space in the first place. But the thing is, you know, trust and believe, it's, it's called a self-correcting process. Okay? I told her, I told her the last time, the time before that, I talked to her, I said, I said, young lady, you haven't learned because we thought you were here to learn, but you're in to argue. You're getting ready to uh, actually go through, get through the foot to ass process. You guys haven't been in the space very long. Trust and believe it's getting ready to happen. Other women have gone. Oh, yeah. It, it, it was the same thing with Diddy, you know, and also it's not so much entertainment. I keep telling dudes like people ask me, why do I have no problem talking to females and letting them talk? It's because it's better coming out of their mouths and coming out of mine. You can't and argue if you hear women say this dumb shit. Like, so, and by the way, it's not always that way. You got women like Jessica X, you got women like Cocaine, obviously, you all. So it's not always hell. We've had women that are 19 years old. I forget what old girl's name is from the Britain, and she was 19 years old. They um was sounding acting a lot older than this. You got um not Devin. We have people that are younger. All the young folks ain't stupid. Uh, but the point is when you hear these things and you probe their brains to see how they operate and you see that they're in different regions. And by the way, Rashida Schrober is like 36, 37, 38. So the the younger chicks don't say shit compared to what the older females say. You get the chicks that's like north of 36, and that's where the crazy shit really happens. Yep. Look, I'm going to say this, and this is going to be fucked up. The women between 33 or 43 are actually the worst. I believe that the real, the biggest problem wow. with black women is the women between yes, 33 yes. and 43. That is the oh, yeah, kill yeah. group. Was why, it right are we, why, why are we such the uh, problem? Because, because, and I'll prove it. I'll, hold on, I'll say this. Because, and I'll let Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I know what the answer well, is. But go ahead. It. I'll prove. I'll prove it. If you look at like even when it comes to um kids, uh, like kids out of wedlock, it used to be oh it was a teenage problem. It was a teenage problem, and then that problem dissipated. It wasn't that it stopped being a teenage problem. Those women got older, and now a lot of the baby mamas are like in their thirties now, as far as the ones that are having kids, because they're aging up. And what you're realizing is this particular 10, 12 year group. It's like, really, if you follow it, they're like the worst group. 
and then everybody is kind of outlying off of that. That's my theory. B, just go ahead, my bad. Actually, if you if you look at if you look at the value uh, and with uh, Roller Tomasi did this years ago, right? With the, with the curves, okay? With the with the value curves, the, what he called the SMV curves, right? A woman's peak value is at age twenty three. A man's peak value is the age of 30, 38, really. Okay. That's a 15 year difference. And it's because of, uh, because of the way the, the, the uh, economic environment is before that a man's peak value with, with in a rural area or even a manufacturing base, his peak value is at the age of like 25. Okay. Okay. That has shifted. So now uh, what you have is the biggest contention is a woman's peak value is still at 23. Okay. So now, what you have is it, between the ages of 33 and 43 is a, is a basically a reversal of value. Okay. Woman is not, she's not as valued as much as a man is at 33. And she's going to have a, a lot more contentious time trying to get a valued man between the ages of 33 and 43. Okay. A man's uh, peak, a man's uh, economic value, his top earnings is between the age of 33 and 55 okay she's so competing man, with women her age and the younger women and younger because point. with 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 highly valued highly prized men okay and then and and she's competing when her value is lessened as far as not only youth and beauty compared to what she used to look like not compared to say across the board but also her uh, fertility value is down because she's coming close to the end of her fertility. So if she wants to actually have a family, have a baby, have all the kind of stuff, she's got a very tiny window actually to fit it into because uh, a woman enters her fertility at 13, 14 years old. If she waits till she's 33, guess what happens? She's basically 18 of her, her, her 20 years of peak fertility value is gone. Okay. So now she's in a rush and now she needs a particular high value man, uh, uh, at, 33, 34 years old, that's not looking for. Or it can't a, a be looking, blue collar. It can't be blue collar because those social they, it, they, it, they it, ain't got it no money a, apparently. It, it, it could be a blue collar. It could be a, a, a supervisor at, at Walmart that the dude that worked his way up. A whole bunch of things could have happened. The thing is, they're not valued the same. So basically, the the biggest complainers of, of, of in in the, in the community, as far as or any community. Uh, it doesn't matter what what color they are. The biggest complainer for our women in the today's age is going to be the ages that you just mentioned. Why? Because they have a lesser value. The men's value is actually higher, and they're competing like like a, a concrete rose says with women that are much younger that have a, that white value women, actually match. And white women go through this too. Well, I'm saying it was a white man that came up with the SMV curve. It wasn't a black yeah. man that did it. Shout out to y'all. If y'all want to hear oh, white my, women, fuck. Go ahead. I'll just say, if y'all want to hear white women fuckery, just listen to Donovan Sharp, and y'all will see that white women ain't shit either. And and the second thing that they're working with is a man's, especially when it, it, uh, a man uh, uh, starts to uh, testosterone starts to ebb off at age of thirty, you know, thirty two, thirty three. By the time thirty five, is 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 his testosterone decline like ten percent. So what is actually pushing him to mate with a woman, or her? Or be attracted to women is actually starting, which is testosterone starting to ebb. So he doesn't have the same push. He can say he don't have the same thirst. You don't. He don't have the same thirst. So she's so uh, working with a, with a, a twofold uh, problem. Okay. Not only is the values disallowed, not only is she competing against uh, younger women, but also what was working for in the beginning, from the ages of fifteen to the ages of, of thirty for for a young man, is testosterone, which is starting to ebb. So, so all those things are conspiring at that particular age. So, if a woman doesn't get a high value man, I would say, 
uh, they say peak marriage age for for a woman, any woman is 26. After 26, her chances start to go down. So you know what? It's a big. Um, so it's a big. It's, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say y'all have a a really large point there because I kind of went through that. Um, mm. I had my son at 32, and so mm. okay. um, you know, after 27, uh, my family was like, "Well, damn girl, when you gonna get married? When you get yeah. married? When you gonna have some kids? When you have some kids?" And you see what the what the, what the, my man from from Ghana said, right? When uh, when a woman's like 27, 28, and she comes in and says she wants to educate a man, but they'll tell you too. Same thing in China. You too fucking old to ask for an educated man. Should have done that when you're 21, 22. You're too old. Yeah, y'all go overseas. It's horrible. It's because, horrible over there. You're too old. Because you know, in Latin in Latin America, it is much more cooler for a dude like dude is like fifty years old, like a Kevin Samuels or something, like because he's like, oh, he got money. Oh yeah, the age ain't nothing. Like oh, here yeah. is where that Obviously, feminism. They, they really young girls. Yeah, well, they, but the thing is, they look at They're value. Older. They look no, they look at value. Mm-hmm. What is the man's value versus the woman's value? What is a woman valued for versus a man? Okay, if a man is poor, he's not going to get the best looking woman, the youngest, best looking woman. You got to take what you can get. Same thing with a woman. You can't be thirty years old in 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 a in a traditional culture and want a high valued man. They look at you like you're funny. Wait a minute, your value is not comparable to his. They look so, at you like that. You can't tell a black woman that. No, no because shit. they're in an environment. Repeat that. I said you can't tell a black woman that. She ain't trying to hear it. She ain't trying to hear it. LAR, time stamp that. We're going to make that a ringtone. So the funny thing about my how my marriage ended. The funny thing, the okay. funny way my, how my marriage ended was we got we got married in our later 30s. I was mm. 36 when mm. I got married. My wife was 18 months older than I was. So oh. before we got married, I said, I hope this chick ain't marrying me because she doesn't want to roll into her 40s, uh, yeah. not 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 married and not have any children. Yeah. Yes. So once yep. once the marriage was the marriage was pretty much done. So we had one of our six hour marathon discussions she pretty much came out and said the reason why i got married was because i didn't want to roll into my 40s and being a single single uh single woman so pretty much i was like all right i'm at the crossroad either i'm gonna let her stay on even though you ain't working with me or i gotta let you go so i told people yeah i let my wife go because she said that because she basically got married just so she wouldn't be unmarried when she turned and, into 40s. And, and, and then didn't want to cooperate after she did it, huh? And didn't want to cooperate. Yeah. That's that about it. That is because because her cooperation is not necessary in the gynocracy. Yours is. And I'm going to say this straight up. This is another thing people starting to find out. And this is what's really fucking up the reputation bad. A lot of, like, even if you're a non-black man or a white man and you get stupid, um, and think, oh, well, this chick is going to be submissive to me. Oh, you on a time clock. Just go ask Robert De Niro about that. Donovan Sharp has motherfuckers that call in every once in a while where they're not white, but they'll be like white Hispanics and some shit. And they say when a, when a black woman gets with the fuck, and this is not just black women, white women too, but when they get what the fuck they want, they start just getting uncooperative because cooperative, it's like, it's not a thing where it's like, Women don't never look at their situation and say, okay, I'm winning. I, I've seen that in very few situations where they're like, I'm winning, so I might as well just play my position because I'm already winning. 
women today, even if they got a stepdad or some shit, some shit like that, they have to put dominance on the situation. And what they don't really calculate is niggas today are just starting to say fuck it. And a, like white men are big about abandoning shit. They they've always done that if they don't like their situation. Black men have never been really quick to really do that. Uh, yeah, you got the Papa's a Rolling Stone type. They can do that, but by and large, black men ain't really big on just abandoning everything and not feeling guilty of that. But that's some shit you're starting to see with younger millennials and Zs. They they like, look, if you're not going to play this game, there's no point. This is why they're bachelors. There's no point in me getting into a marriage if this is what the fuck I'm going to get into. Because not only have they seen what the situation is, they got men that are not married. And by the way, men that are married telling them that this ain't what you want. I can't tell you how many dudes that are I got a question for you, Edward. Yeah. Okay. So being that this is a generation that the matriarchy um, produced, right? Would you say yeah. men are better or worse? What do you mean a generation yeah. that the what matriarchy do you think? produced? What do you think? Or do you think they're better or worse? What do you think? You're no, wrong. I, I, I want to I know from Ed, what does Ed think about the well, generation? Hold on, hold on. Are you think the current generation is worse than the last generation? I'm asking, like, what do you think? No, is that what you're asking me? Because so yes. I can be clear. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they are worse. They're a lot worse. And the big difference is they're overt. They're overt about it. That's the key dish difference. They were doing the, the women were like that in the past, but women still had the ebb and flow. They couldn't operate so much outside our culture where they were being overt about the bullshit. Let me give you a perfect example. In the last generation, the stepdad stepdaddy market was very prevalent. Guess what? It was very prevalent even though the last generation of women had probably the most access to governmental resources, aka Section 8 and shit like that. That was like the peak. So why was the stepdaddy market more prevalent? It was because women understood when they were winning. When they had, uh, they had kids, I grew up in a generation where kids knew their real father and they called the stepdad by um, his name, but they still respected that man's house. And then the woman benefited from that because they knew their real dad, but they still had that security um, after they fucked up once. I can tell you many relationships like that. And it worked for the most part. The difference is the women of this generation, my generation, they just feel like that's some shit that's just supposed to be there, like social security. So they don't appreciate it enough. So they just act like there's going to always be a nigga somewhere. They think that that's. It, what, uh, I know. get that. I'm not. I'm not questioning the why they did. I'm just saying that's what it is. So what you see is dudes that saw that it didn't work sometimes and saying I don't want to do that. On top of you're dealing with ungrateful women, and then dudes are like I'm out, and that's why it's worse. That's why it's well, worse. The, and the, the thing, the point that I was trying to drive home about the women, if the women basically raise the men of this generation. And they're starting to walk out on homes and um, leaving their children or grabbing the children and running or abandoning a woman, period. Um, that would be something that I wouldn't necessarily call that a good thing, though. But it is something that the matriarchy produced. Well, most black men are not having children. That's where what most black men are doing. You really have about 15 percent of dudes that are basically what I call sperm factories. They, they're being man shared. Most black men that have that are married 
have kids. So they're committed to a relationship. So 33% of black men are married. And then you got about 10 to 15% of black men that are really doing the leave kid shit like that. And what most dudes are doing is they're just not fucking getting married. So 53 plus 32 is 75. So you got about 25% that's outliers. It's like in other relationships and doing a lot of that. So even amongst the abandoning kids, you don't really see a lot of that. Because here's the thing. I'll say this. If you, if a man is, a, let's say he's a rolling stone, at what point does it become the woman's fault? If you're a female that you know this dude has kids by two different women, and I don't give a fuck how good the dick works, there's a difference between fucking him and having his baby. Sierra did that, by the way. Sierra was like the, what, fourth baby mama? And Future went on to have more kids. So I I propose a law, personally, if I was in political office, where I would say anybody, any baby mama outside of the third kid, really I'd say two, but I'd settle for three, shouldn't get child, shouldn't get child support at all. Not from that dude. And, and, but, but, but concrete, hold on. Why should the first three women or two women have to split their money with a dumb bitch that wanted to have his kid just cause? That's, that's funny, not fair though. to them yeah, now, is yeah, it? It's, it's that's a, how it's, I would sell stupid, it. Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 it, I, I, but but it makes sense if you're and plus if you're the fourth baby mama, we're not talking about the second. We're not even talking about the third. We're talking about the fourth baby mama. That's a choice. And you don't get to tell me you didn't know. I don't so, want to hear none of that. Okay, I understand that, and I don't disagree with that. But what what consequences does the man have to suffer in that case? Then none, none. zero, <laughs> zero. You know why? That's, because that's, he because he can't fuck unless she lets him. Yeah, but then he's gonna go on and continue making baby mamas. Okay. That's where I wanted to go. Before a man cannot make a woman a baby mama. Hold on, well, but 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 he'll, he'll now, now let's go. Producing offspring. Now, uh, con you know, concrete. He, 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 he can plant the seed, but he mm -hmm. can't make the plant grow. Or, now, concrete. Let's go to the bastard baby maker capital of the world, which is okay. Memphis, Tennessee, and let's talk about the three black men have what I think right now they're going on twenty different baby mamas with with eighty eight kids. Now that that is just come on, that's that's disgusting. Well, at what point? At what point does it become the women are co-signing that? Because you can't say you don't know that situation. Absolutely. That's the thing. You couldn't even sit on the bus next to me. But, and here's but the thing, concrete. I'm not saying. Let's say the dick is great. I'm not saying he can't fuck the motherfucker. I'm just saying don't have his fucking baby. No, How hard is that? He doesn't why are you, why are you having, sex at this point. Why, so well, they well, shouldn't the be is, doing that either. The thing is, why are you why is why are you, why are girls, any girls, having sex with a dude, especially in a small a, a medium-sized city like Memphis or any place else, right? You've known the dude. You know he's got baby mamas. You got you got all this kind of stuff. Why, why one? Why are you laying down with him? And what's the reason that's you have the baby? You're not well, having a, you're, you're not you're not having a baby for him. You're having a baby for you. It doesn't matter. You're who exactly you right, BPS. And a lot of the uh, shit comes from um, a thing where if a woman grew up in a house without a father, and a lot of it does have to do with um, uh, the father's not being in the home, mm -hmm. and you got a man who can come and talk some shit to you and talk some good shit to you. You uh, decide to have sex with him. You might think he's going to stick around, but if he gets your ass knocked up, um, that's the first person that's going to love you. And then when, because um, Topaz kind of spoke on it. Um, yep. She kind of spoke on it last week. 
how can he? How can I just want somebody to love me unconditionally? Unless, unless the woman has open wounds, get a pet, get her knocked up. Be like Paris Hilton and get one of them fucking dogs in a pocket. Like my point is, you keep. I'm glad you brought that up, Concrete, because this is where the man sharing bullshit comes in. The logic is, well, he's supposed to take care of his responsibility. What if that dude tells you, I don't want a fucking kid? Like, let's stop acting like women don't be one dudes to fuck raw as much as dudes be wanting to fuck oh, raw. Oh, yeah. Like, like so, so, so the point is, the point is, we keep on talking about, well, what about a man's responsibility? Well, at some point, yeah, you should know. One time, one time, one time, one time, one time. The but, whole but, but, problem for me is, okay, the woman does have those choices, and that is absolutely positively correct. That's positively correct. But, uh, but yeah. now on the other side of that, mm -hmm. you can't be running around here getting these women pregnant and then complaining about the court system coming to get your oh, ass. Oh, I don't give a fuck about that. You should you saw that with Benjamin. I don't give a fuck about them niggas crying about child support. He, he, he called me out on that. But at the same time, it gets you gotta remember them niggas, the, the dudes that are crying about child support got something that can actually take yeah, after 20 what about kids what, what what you gonna pay ten dollars per child exactly what about yeah. the dudes that are broken have nothing and the women know that why, and still have that why, baby why, to have pretty why, kids. why are you why are you having why are you having unprotected sex out of wedlock in the first goddamn place don't go past that but bj what but bj what um people like to fuck raw no no so so why should we be upset about stupid motherfuckers like fuck raw with their consequences male or female Oh man, you're exactly right. I'm all for that. I'm all for that. Now everybody has consequences to face behind it, but now, but with the guy with uh 15 fucking kids and and however many baby mamas, he's not going to um. If there's no real consequences for him, but you know, child support. I think um, women are the ones who have to be responsible for holding him accountable and him facing consequences. Nobody they don't want to because they don't know why they got him for concrete. Concrete. I've seen situations. I've seen situations when I was younger. I when I was like 22, 23. I got, you know, I'll say people I associate with. I wouldn't call them my friends, but they're friends of friends, and they will have baby like three, four baby mamas. Mm -hmm. And all of them, like, dude is 23, and it, the, the, the she would have been like 27, 30, 32, 31. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's that was, not uncommon. Well, well I'll, I'll give you an example, a very famous example. Okay, look how Russell Wilson got dragged I mean, fucking dragged, still getting dragged about marrying a single mother. That's right. I drag him myself. I be dragging him left and right. I'm still, I'm still waiting for that bomb. Everybody's still waiting for movie, but he got absolutely dragged. He got dragged by men for doing what what men considered stupid shit. Right? Why are you getting married to a, a a chick, a single mother who had a baby by a quote unquote thug, even though he's rich? Okay, he was a fourth baby mama. Yeah, women was talking bad about Sierra when she um when she was dating Future. <laughs> Lies. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about Sierra. I'm talking about her stupid decision to I'm, sleep I'm, with and I'm, date I'm talking, a guy who have all those kids. Well, same, so, by the same token, yeah, the same thing happened to Russell Wilson by by men. Okay, 
because you got married to a, a, a woman who was dumb enough to have a kid by a sperm donor. They dragged yeah. him. They still dragging him. Still dragging him. I drag him myself. They have, they have no fucking sympathy for Russell Wilson for him doing stupid shit like that. Or a dude that gets uh, gets married to a chick that has five uh, uh, kids by three or four different guys because she got good coochie. You have a baby by and then cry about child support. No, I mean, no. look at look at what Keisha oh, Cole did. What Look at what Keisha Cole, Cole got to do. Like, what she like, thirty eight, got a twenty one year old, and have a baby. Like, did the make the? And I'm saying this because in Latin culture, if this is gonna happen, it's gonna be older men with younger women. In the Ados black community, it's older women with younger men. This you is, and by the way, they pull this shit with Africans too. If the Africans are dumb enough, I live, I live by colleges where these motherfuckers go to these schools to go to engineering school, and I can tell you. There's more than a few situations where these dumbass Africans, because they saw Bill Cosby, they thought black women are like Claire Huxtable. Which, <laughs> this is what they actually yeah, say. Love black women. This is what they actually say. And then they find out, you know, they get with an older chick, find out, get, get, get pole against lick, got a kid, bitch is acting off the chains, and he don't know how to handle it because he's dealing with an older woman, and that family is not here. To really control her the family's there is usually a different situation but if um the family's like in africa or some shit and it's like him on his own they can talk shit all the way across the pond but at the end of the day there's nothing they can do so they don't know what to do because they never encountered a female that can do that and has the laws and environment on their side to do it because you can't do that in africa you just can't and, and that's the thing that black women got to understand is their environment allows a lot of this. And this is why a lot of y'all can't go to different groups of men, even if it's within the diaspora, because the cultures versus the environments just doesn't match up. Black that women fuck. can go to Africans. I want to try to look quick about this. They don't. Yeah, yeah that's true because they don't find them. They're not attracted to them, but no, 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 they don't. They're not attracted to the culture because there's different rules. They find them yep. quote unquote lame. They're more attracted to Caribbeans, but the difference with Islanders yeah, is Islanders Indians. have a little bit, they have a little bit of a different kind of, they don't have a gynocracy, it's more matriarchal. So what, what Islanders will yeah, do, and I'm stereotyping, I'm stereotyping everybody, so whatever. Islanders will get you pregnant because Islanders will play that game with you when, when it comes to um, um not paying child support, abandoning yeah, West Indians or something. They else. don't you care. They will be... play that game and they will be petty as fuck. And that's why mm-hmm. a lot of black women don't fuck with Islanders as much as they otherwise could because Islanders will they will leave. In they addition, they have the family support and their mm-hmm. families are whoo. Mm-hmm. And they'll like, send their women out at you too. And their yeah. mothers are nothing to play with. Sure. They yeah, love their also, sons. But you also have to take in consideration how many of the American women married the men from from the islands and from africa and actually move back to those home countries there's not that many that actually oh, move back no. there no, they, not they will marry that. them and stay here in the united states no they're not doing that black women very rarely leave in the, the, the nest i got a cousin that married an african girl and um they actually stay um in memphis and but my cousin is a hoe right mm-hmm. yeah, and, in the right city <laughs> yeah and um she was telling me that her her family was against her marrying an American man because they have a um a stigma against American black men and saying that mm-hmm. all he's gonna do is cheat on you and dog you out. 
I'll be damned if he didn't do all that too. <laughs> but, what, but what's funny is they're confident that they, they see this is where Africans fuck up though. They're African men they, cheat too. But, but they're confident that they can bend the women to their will. See, they're confident they can bend black women. So if <laughs> black woman's out of pocket, they think, oh, that's fine. Because their culture dictates if the men are out of pocket, it takes much more energy to control a man versus a woman. They have the ability to contain that no matter what. This is where they fuck up. And a lot of these Africans be thinking that shit. And these with black women be letting them think that shit. But so I'm they gonna tell you, they won't. the difference between you know, African men are they don't have those long-term affairs either. They're almost like white men where they would rather kill somebody. BGS, Mike V don't agree with what I'm saying. Mike V understands something. Everything I'm saying is generalization. You're talking about a billion people and more than a couple hundred million islanders. But I will tell you, I've been in the Northeast enough to know a lot of this shit on the law of averages is true. So it may not be true for you. The Jamaicans, in fact, Usain Bolt, when he had his his girlfriend in in Brazil during the Brazilian the Olympics, right? The Jamaican women came out and said, yeah, we're used to our men having more than one more than one guy. Yeah. And I'm saying that, and I'm saying yeah. I'm speaking in generalizations yeah. because of cultural things. So yeah. I so because these are the cultural What's dynamics the of the behavior. What's the like, men have worse relationships than uh, African American men? Like yeah. they are supposed to be the ultimate womanizers. Yeah, they yeah. are. Yeah. They'll provide like shit though. They'll they provide. They'll provide. Yeah, but they will womanize. Yeah, the Belizean. I, yeah, I have a whole family Belizeans that uh, that they're good friends with my ex, right? And trust and believe they they are womanizers. There is. There I hear no women in their that. own cultures that say, "I don't, I won't date Haitian men. I won't date uh, Jamaican men." I hear women yeah, saying, yeah, "Cause they, they cheat. They cheat. Yes. Yeah, same same thing with with Filipinos and, and Filipino men. They cheat. They're womanizers. Yeah. Filipino, 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 Filipino men are, are, are the closest thing to a black man in Asia. Because they, oh, they, yeah. they, they love, they love, they love coochie. They love to party, and they love chicken. <laughs> I, want to, I want to chime in before we get too far away from sure. the this, the topic was brought up about Sierra and Russell Wilson. I'm just going to mm-hmm. be very quick. My issue with Russell Wilson is this: he was single, of course, he was married once before, but he was single, had no children, had a very high value man, high value. My my the way I take it. It was with him marrying Sierra. That was a slap in the face to all the women that either attended some of the churches that he attended to or crossed paths with him. But basically he told them, it doesn't matter if you are a woman of Christ, you did everything you you could to make yourself a high value woman. I put this woman who has a child by a, by a man who has four other, three other, four other children above you. Mm-hmm. And that's my problem with him. That was a slap in the face to all the black women out here that's in the church that's trying to do the right thing and be the right person for the right gentleman. So that's my beef with him. So let's go on back about the African men and the Jamaican men. Um, and Now, I would say this. I'm just happy that Sierra stole Russell Wilson back from the white woman. I knew it was coming. Yeah, I knew it was coming. That's why we're so happy what, about What did I miss? Like, 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 how like, can like, she like, steal? Like, 
How did she steal? He wasn't hey, married to her. Well, hey, now he came back hey. to the culture, basically. Yeah, then basically she she wooed him back to the dark. I, I wouldn't have taken him, but you know, hey. Hey, oh, bull, bull, bull. Uh, uh, I gotta say bullshit to that one too. And that's another that's another thing. Let's be clear here. Russell Wilson stayed. If it was look, if it wasn't for Russell, no, she'd be on this Chanel Lathan fucking Gabrielle, like, she be just fuck me. Nobody would would have married her because they know what that nigga's about. Russell was the only goofy-ass nigga that would pull that shit. And when you look at Dwayne Wade with Gabrielle Union, if it wasn't for him saving her, which we see how fucking stupid he is, um, yeah. it'd be, it be game over. He, 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 he got with her. Russell Wilson got, you know, even though we we we, we joke I about his celebrity. This, but go ahead. He's celebrity. They got with they got with who they got with for a reason. It wasn't it's not all just about love and companionship and all that kind of crap. Okay. It's called markets. And and, and, and obviously, and I just want to say, look, I understand, you know, Mike, you disagree with what I'm saying about the Islander thing, and apparently Benjamin talk about he Guyanese and he disagrees with too. At the end of the day, you talk to motherfuckers in the Northeast where a lot of y'all are like this shit ain't just some shit I'm making up. I mean hmm. I, like they I'm have not stereotypes about us every- too. Yeah, no and it's not, it's not exactly it's not. So no I mean, y'all can play, y'all can play the deny, deny, deny shit. Yeah, all right. y'all want to, Jamaican, whatever. Jamaicans, uh, Belizeans, uh, you know. Yeah, they won't. They won't argue. They won't uh, argue uh, about Haitians, the rep- you know, They won't maybe. argue about the reputation that Islanders got that they can fuck better than Afro African American men. Uh-huh. I bet you they won't argue about uh-huh. that shit. Yeah, so, they, they, whatever. The, the third, the, with the island men, the thirst is real with island men. They ain't they they don't they don't play just like uh that machismo with the thirst. Shoot, that thirst is real, man. Just like uh Lat- Latins, the thirst is real. They don't play. See now, 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 Mike B is saying now I'm hating on Caribbean. Please, yes, am I hating on Caribbean Not brothers? Too. Come, come, Mike, Mike, I got two words for you. I'm make one. Bullshit. <laughs> like, because it's now I'm hating. Because now it's seen that I hate on 980 OS blacks. That's, that's what people are trying to frame that. Come on, man. Is, is Mike from the islands? Yeah. It's, oh. Oh, his parents are. His parents are. Oh, uh, come on, yeah. man. Bullshit, Mike. Yeah. By the way, Chrissy's dad is from the islands, so congratulations. All this colorism bullshit comes from that, and I believe Rashida Schrober, um, um's dad is from the islands, and that's in darkism. So it's so a lot of this shit that gets embedded in ADOS culture. If you actually start examining some of these people, uh-huh. you know, you start finding a lot of non ADOS ties, and I could go deeper into that, you know, Nicki Minaj, but I'm not gonna do that. Go, go to the Caribbean clubs and see what's up, man. I know it's up. Trinidad, Trinidad, all of them. Let them go, go all of them with the wine. Yeah, when they start whining and shit. Yeah, because I, I make sure I make sure like all invoices go to their proper accounts. Mm-hmm. Because I grew up, I grew up in school in New York City, and mm-hmm. when them Jamaican guys, a new Jamaican guy would come to the school, man, he had all the damn girls in the damn classroom Trying. just with a damn accent. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was. Yeah. Um, I, I had a friend in the Navy. He was uh, he yeah. Was, uh, I mean, his I'm mom just, was I mean, from it, Trinidad. Not, this is not and, uh, about people picking on nobody. Oh, I I phased out. My bad. Yeah, I was just saying he 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 had his mom was from Trinidad, and he was like showing me Carnival and everything. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Here? <laughs> like, That's like Freaknik times ten. Yeah, oh, it was like Freaknik yeah, yeah, on yeah, another level. So bad, but I didn't miss my age. Damn. 
<laughs> I want to go to Juvert and in, uh, in New York City. That's yeah. probably the closest. Might, might be at a fucking might be at yeah. a nerve to say with the um. I bet you you won't um deny that y'all can fuck better. He actually gonna say, of course, Edward. Why would we deny that? Step exactly. your game up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, yeah, thirsty as well. Then, like, then you, you take you take your you take you take your payments and you take your um invoices as well. Don't try to den- <laughs> see. That's what I'm saying. See. You see what I'm saying? I'm calling stri- balls, yeah. balls and strikes. Yeah, That's all I'm calling. Mike, Mike V's trolling now. Talking about that, talking yeah, about that shit, man. Please, come on. No. We got, we got Nick. that that chitlin stroke, baby. The thing is, the thing is that with Africans and unfortunately, what Africans in, in a lot of the island uh, dudes think about American black women is that they're sluts. They're easy. Mm. But they're in line um, with a lot of other um ethnicities. Then. I mean, that's the well, truth. I mean, y'all can get mad, that's but that, that's the yeah. reputation. Okay. That's the that have. is the well, reputation. We, we've we've went way past our topic, so. Um, <laughs> okay, we're we're gonna, gonna, we're but but, but hey, guess what? Hold on, that's, that's the funny good. thing. That's a part of the gynocracy, though. They these are the consequences. <laughs> no, seriously, a lot of these reputations. When you look <laughs> oh, at the, the the public, like when you look at the PR of like racial groups, like when you look at white women. White women have 50% single motherhood. Glennon just did a video on this. Like, um, hell, fucking Tom Brady has like a baby mama and shit. Look at Trump. You never hear about all the baby mamas he's got, you know, all the kids that he's got, because it's it's a fucking marketing situation. Now, we'll call that white supremacy, but I've asked BGS this, and, and you remember what you said. I said, who is the biggest um, contributor to black female, negative black female stereotype, and who did you say was? Black women themselves. Yeah, it's not white supremacy. It's black women because you all do something very unique. A lot of sisters will they take? Oh, I'm strong and independent. I don't need no man. I'm strong. I'm powerful. I'm this taking on these over sexualization, non femininity traits. And and obviously this isn't everybody. We're talking about as a group across class levels. What? And then when people start to view you based on that, all of a sudden it's well, white supremacy did it. I'm like, mm, well, they're not the only one on that. We're not they, even going to go started. down that rabbit hole. <laughs> Our black women sluts will be a topic for another day, but we're going to do final commentary. <laughs> Wait, you said black women sluts. That's basically what he's saying. What I'm saying. No, I That's what the reputation was. You have, yeah. Right. Among, so if, we'll, we'll talk about we're that. We're going to talk about the next week. <laughs> but hey, boy, I always said men love sluts. You just don't want to marry them. Yes, y'all. And what is the problem that y'all hey, always hey, complain hey, about? Hey, I, I've been a whoremonger in, in my youth, so I'm not gonna lie. Yes, you. I can believe that about yeah, BGS. I, I have Girl, to. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. Time out. Time out. You gotta go no, in BGS. Hold, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold Why can't you believe it about me, Conky? Because Rose? you like, you come off as like a ladies' man type. Type of type of guy. Yeah, you hear that voice? No. As about the strawberries. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, there you go. Now, here you go, digging up my old dirt, man. What, 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 like what? I said, y'all, see, you, you locked all those old videos. See, no, y'all, no, don't, I, y'all I don't mean, I, I mean, I, 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 I didn't lock them for that reason. I don't care, man. This is part of my history. Man, this is going too far. Okay. It's part of my history. So I'm, I don't BGS deny it. was on some Breaking Bad shit female edition. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to. I'll have to. I said, I, I, I'm like DC. I'm not. I'm not. I, I, when my youth, Unlock I was not a good guy. Videos, I was not a good guy. Well, I have to, I have to agree with BGS because if anybody was to backtrack the women I dealt with before I 
before I married my wife. Yeah. Same oh, thing. You, you was a troop. Yeah, of course. You, you, you was a, my, was a the, service the, man. The woman that oh. I married is totally different than the women that I, even my son's mother. Told, no, I take it back. My wife was totally different than every single woman I dealt with to include my son's mother. So totally her, different. This is what I'm hearing from these men, basically, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now we're the Are you men. listening to concrete? Mm-hmm. But this is what Roger told you a couple of weeks ago, by the way. Hoes are going to be in a hoes place. I mean, y'all didn't want to hear that then, though. But. Yeah, I mean, women, women, women love good dick Willie. They just don't want to, you know, they don't want to get pregnant by him or, or be married to him. They and like that's him. what a lot of women be doing. Women will see this is that's what women do, but they think they click. They try to consummate mm-hmm. a relationship by having somebody's baby and then get mad when a dude nah. said, no, no, no. This is breach of contract. I'm out. No, you went about the baby. You should have thought about that. No, no, what we, you know, no, women do. Women don't want to marry good dick Willie because they because uh, they know what they know that he's just stopping by for a second. And and unless you want to get married to a dude that you have to basically uh, uh, put a uh, put a ball and chain to or attract. That's the issue, right? Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, real black uh, black women would be happier if they accepted polygamy. A black, if if a if a, if a black yeah. man, if, a, if if men could actually find a so-called a quote-unquote slut, I'm gonna use quotation marks, yeah, uh, that he could trust, he'd marry her. He would. He I would. would agree with that too. That <laughs> hey, we we see eye to eye, Jack. Yep. I had I had I had some, and I was like, you know, I would like to bring you on the team, but uh, I can't. I don't trust you, yo. Yeah. Yeah. You had a crush with the slut. You would have married the slut. My, my, my last relationship, shit, I married her ass if uh, if I could trust her, but I know I couldn't. Yeah, I mean, shit. I mean, trust, trust has been gone, and and oh, yeah. and with women, that's an American problem. That's not even mm-hmm. like a black problem. Like like I said, and I want to give y'all this. I know y'all be thinking, oh, you know, you say you what? All, yeah, I date. I've dated. I've dated Asian. And women. when I thought you, you said you um, only date black women. No, I never said that. I said say, that when I, if I have kids, if I ever have kids, it will okay. be with a black woman. If I get married, it'll be a black woman. And I mostly date black women. But I date, I you know, yeah, like um. So and, and again, uh, that's a that's a whole that's a whole nother thing. Nah, I wish I, I wish I was sexually attracted to white women, but I'm not. I, I will I will say I will say this. Like I said, if, if y'all want to hear white fuckery for y'all to talk about, just go listen to Donovan Sharp because he oh, yeah. reads shit off of Reddit of some crazy shit white women do, and that's what I a white audience. To listen to Donovan Sharp. Oh wow, well, I, I remember that. The but way the point he go is, in Donovan on black Sharp, women, we good. Yeah. Well, well Donovan Sharp, no, he goes in on all, all women. women. Yeah, because white women well, catch the hell too. I was listening now, to him when, him when they were doing that um thing with Lar and um and um, yeah, Shay. Well, well, Shay. Well, you, you, well, you have to listen. You can't listen to just a portion of the book, right? You have to now, read Steve, all the whole now, book. Steve, now, Steve, the dean only goes in on only black women and gives white women a pass, but uh, but um, but um, he goes in on white women. Guess what he calls white women? Guess what he calls white women? Banana gobbler. What? Banana oh, gobbler. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, Donovan Sharp is like, I'd say, I wouldn't call him the minister Jap of white women for white women, but I would say he's about, Minister Jap is a 10, he's about like a 7 on that scale when it comes to checking white Donovan women. Donovan Sharp I mean, seems worse than Minister Jap. Really? 
Minister Jab is on. Do you know what Minister Jab is saying right now? Minister Jab is saying the dating black women. I question your sexuality as a man. Wow. Because wow. <laughs> black women give because black women give off transsexual energy. We he have to get rid that. of the transsexual yeah. energy oh, of black see, women. That's what he's on now. He yeah. on the Ashley chick. Uh, oh jeez, that was the nicest he's ever been. Oh. I'm, I'm, we got 200 people over 200 people watching. Where are the women at? Now and, you guys, will he, come, you guys have been flooding our section for the last week, and you have a, a female host. Where are you guys at? You guys want to get in on this kind they of talk? Where y'all at? But they will come in the middle of, of, of a bunch of lions as raw meat. And get oh, shoot yeah. up, but they won't come well, in. Who with was it that women? said that that's that that, that it's some kind of like uh, sadism or something that we enjoy being uh, in the men's spaces because it's kind of like a deviant, like some sort of deviant. I believe because you know a lot of black women oh, listen to Tommy Sotomayor. Yeah, it's sixty percent of his subs. I, I, I got a video. I got a video for both of y'all to tackle. Though I ain't trying to tell y'all what to do, but y'all need to look at what's black women's problem with blue collar black men. Because yeah. that's what actually got Ashley W in trouble with the man in spear. She was good until she said, "Oh, I can't deal with blue collar black men." I knew Ashley men. was pandering. If y'all, if y'all fell for her, what she no, we, we, we like we like being pandered to. It's okay, and we don't okay. fall for no, but we don't fall for we nobody. Fall for we let it. you talk. Yeah. I mean, we let we let y'all talk, and then when y'all say stupid, say shit that's stupid, yeah. it gets called out. Yeah, we we, we like hey, black, uh, it, even though it's unknown. You think that we like the, the brutal, hard, honest truth and being talked about and saying that we ain't shit. We like pretty worse women every now and then. Oh, every now we and like then. We like to hear. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We, like, we like to yeah, hear. It's, it's yeah. nice but, to hear but, but Ashley was saying some really cool shit. And then when she's the first time she said blue collar men ain't shit, because I'm not a blue collar dude. <laughs> black men was like, what the fuck? Because here's the thing. The, the white collar dudes are lames, apparently. So the masculinity and most of the black uh, male wealth is was, in the blue collar fields. So... Who the fuck are y'all trying to be with if y'all saying blue collar niggas ain't shit? Because there's not enough white collar black men. And so, say stuff like that too. Right. And that was way before Nicole said that. So people, so people don't understand. Like, we can go, but she, she's a ninety-two, oh, so that made more sense. That it's made more broke. sense than when Ashley, when she said, "If you make under eighty thousand, you're broke." Now here's. <laughs> Now, 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 Danielle, now, Danielle, you live in Mississippi, Damn. and I say that because I'm in North Carolina. The cost of living is completely different. So, you know, 80000 where you are and where I am is going to be completely different than, like, if you're in, like, where BGS is in the West Coast or in the Northeast. So, if that's the type of stuff that's being put in people's heads, but here's the thing, it wasn't just her, because guess what? Ashley said that before her. So you start finding patterns. That's why when y'all think, why do black, I'm going to say this, I'm done. Why do black men get mad when folks do little shit? It's not because it's you. It's because we've seen it before and we're like, oh, here it comes again. We already know. So we, it seems like we, we overbite when we've seen the shit before in other women. It's funny, man. I could give you a whole list yeah. of females. Yeah, the, whole reason I'm, the whole reason I'm on here is to see how many women are actually going to join. I, I put up the link. I put up the uh, my community tab and and challenge black women to come over and join the panel. Where are they at? No, the black women don't support. Yeah, they not want to fight no damn matriarchy stuff today. I understand. <laughs> but you know, there's, uh, there's one, thing I've, uh, one thing I've I've learned 
over the decades, women like brutal honesty. Now they, they may not show that they like it or appreciate it, but a lot of times they want to hear the truth, even if it is brutally honest. Now they'll put on the song and dance after everything is said and done, but I really do think women appreciate hearing brutal honesty. Oh yeah, I had a woman that cussed me out, called me all sorts of short motherfucker and everything. Uh, because she asked me, should she wear a, um, a two-piece or a one-piece? And I said, that's not even a question. You need to wear a one-piece. Are you fucking serious? She said, why? What about my stomach? I said, that's why you need to wear a one-piece. And she didn't like that shit. But the funny thing is, the way she built, like, yeah, a lot of noise, that, that's, a be- that's a better thing for her. But she wanted to hear she wear a two-piece. So you shouldn't fucking ask me if you want a certain answer. Um, and, and, and to be honest with y'all, um, what we were trying to do, we were going to wrap up the show, but, uh, fitness mom, is that her? Or is that? Yeah, that's fitness mom. Um, does anybody want to drop down so fitness mom can come back? I will. I, I will. No, I will. No, BJ, give him this work. I will. Peace out, y'all. <laughs> he said give him this work. <laughs> this guy. Bye. Bye. Like loaded Lux. Give him this work. <laughs> hey fitness mom hi how are you i am fan freaking fantastic it's sunday hey. <laughs> i know right let me ask you a question real quick uh fitness mom um did steph curry's mom and 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 them are they from the same kind of religious sect that you guys are from that you're from I don't know. I didn't. I don't know what Steph Curry is. Uh, I, I'll look him up right now. Because they're, because the women are real submissive. They're real catering toward the men. Uh, uh, they actually keep the women in pocket like that. So I was just wondering. I got a quick. I got a question for fitness, mom. What kind of fitness are you into? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm I'm serious. I'm asking. I'm serious. Bedroom oh. gymnastics. Like I'm joking. Oh, for those who want to know the reason why I got a triathlon uh, icon up because of the the new job I have, I'm not going to be able to do a triathlon this year. So this is the closest I'm going to be able to do uh, a triathlon this year. How long have you been doing it? Um, I started off in 1994 and from 2006 up to last year, I I competed in, in at least one per year. Oh, okay. That's that's for especially a black man. That's that's highly unusual. Hey, the whole purpose, yeah. I, the whole reason why I did it, because I was the only black person out there. I, I had to represent. No, seriously. I was like, look, hey, ain't no black folks out here. I got to represent. You, you know, you know, the real reason is it's not the running and biking. It's the swimming. It's the swimming. <laughs> Bro, I was, I was going to say that. Like, I was just about to say that when you said that. I try to get black folks involved. I say, hey, we need some black folks in this. And then when I mentioned about the swimming, all the hands come down. I'm like, look. It's like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> if y'all, If y'all start... One year early, if y'all work with me, I can at least get you through a a sprint triathlon, which is very short. Psh, hands go down real quick. Mm-hmm. And the more water than I can drink is what I always hear. Yeah, I'm like, look, exactly. I can teach y'all how to tread water. If you can swim 250 yards, you got this. And you then and, and depending on uh, where you participate, you got a whole hour to swim 250 yards. <laughs> I can't can do get it. I just don't like it. Yeah, that's that's where you that's where they <laughs> fall off at. <laughs> oh, so that's the reason why I asked fitness mom what kind of fitness was she in? Okay. All right. Steph Curry is actually oh, in oh, my oh, 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 oh
Uh, <laughs> it turns out Steph Curry is thus practice his family practice by religion. Yes. Oh, that's okay. I was wondering because uh, because uh, I was uh, I noticed uh, 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 Steph Curry's mom how she put Aisha in check. How the whole all the clan of women you put Aisha in check told her to be quiet, even though you uh, know. Even though uh, they knew what what Steph was on, uh, we didn't find out till later <laughs> what Steph was doing. And she her her reaction was actually normal, but she wasn't supposed to do it in public. No, she's the stuff like what she did is definitely not something that you are allowed to ever do in public. Mm -hmm. I, I was just uh, curious. Yeah. So yeah, apparently he's in a a, a mega denom a mega denominational church in, in my religion. And uh, who knows if it's a cult behind scenes or not? But I know it can be rather cult-like. If you look at my the people that, that practice my religion that actually make YouTube videos, you can tell how they are. <laughs> what well, the, the thing is, the, the thing is, you you have all the all kind of NBA basketball players trying to marry into their family. They they they're, they're all married. They're not married to uh, Joe Schmoes either. Well, uh, yeah, because I mean, whew, if you're practicing, like, especially with the Curries, because I know mm. my family was um one of the higher up families mm. in our little sect. So if you're in our religion, you got the families are like uh, uh, hierarchies. So mm. I'm pretty sure his family has a very hard, a very top hierarchy in that one mm. of the top families. So they probably have suitors lined up from uh all over the churches in the area that are in that religion. Yeah, but you see that she dropped that weight, man, to let, let them women know that she ain't to be played with. She dropped that weight quick. Oh, you're not uh, you, oh, you're not supposed to be fat. You're not supposed to have short hair. You're not supposed to do a whole lot of things. And the way she opened her mouth on that red table talk, yeah, she, no, she's my religion. Uh, she probably had people, as soon as she got off the, the thing, Mm. Tell her about you about herself because that was that's a no go. Yeah, because I, in my opinion, she she made every every female on that panel look bad, and unfortunately, all of them were except for, um, uh, what's her name, Jada and her daughter. Yeah, that made the whole family look bad when she came out of pocket like that. In my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I would have yep. put my oh, foot in the ass when she got home, <laughs> especially <laughs> being a grandfather. Oh. Uh -huh. She would have. She would have got uh, it. What well, didn't have to? The women did it. Women checked her immediately. No, the men are not. Uh, the men do not do anything or say anything about a woman's bad behavior in our religion. It's up to the women. All right, lucky I'm not involved in that religion because hey, I, <laughs> I got. I'm like what? Okay. Oh, come, 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 come with me to my den. We need to talk. Everybody else stays outside. Yeah, yeah. Kev said he's starting in about an hour. Saying concrete roses, but. They've been trying to end this, but uh, they, they can't because I guess it's rolling over. But uh, can I? go ahead, jump in. Oh, uh, how everybody doing? Um, I'm a young uh, millennial or whatever, and I just kind of got into uh, BGS Ilmore channel. And mm -hmm. uh, I just wanted to, you know, to ask a couple of questions, um, you know, to the to the girls or whatever, because <laughs> like I've been noticing, like uh, I had posted on my Instagram a couple weeks ago about uh, SYSBM and stuff mm -hmm. and like. I kind of got a lot of, I guess, backlash for it. Like, girls telling me, oh, you gay, you're a punk and all this. But this is the thing. I talked to my girlfriend about it, too, right? Mm -hmm. And she said she saw nothing wrong with it because it's like people looking at it like pe people look leaving a black community when it's really just somebody 
that's an African American male finding happiness with no matter who it might be. Is your girlfriend black? Yes, sir. Okay, I was just checking. <laughs> but she didn't um, have. Was, she, was, yeah. was she's chosen? She didn't. So she didn't have a problem with it, huh? Yeah, I was. Uh, I got word when I was like seventeen. I'm twenty one now, okay. so you know. Yep. But um, yeah, I kind of wanted to. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off, BGS. No, but, go ahead. Uh, no, like, no, for go ahead. the ladies, like, uh, this is my question. Like, I know y'all say you know y'all don't care about black dudes going SYSBM, but like as far as because this is something I noticed, like when men talk about women changing or like changing certain types of behavior, like the first thing they say, oh, oh, we're not going to do anything. The men need to do this. The men need to do that. And like at first, like before I kind of got into the red pill, I used to think it was the man's fault. But then I realized you're not in control of what another human being does. So why instead of just changing like some of the behavior patterns and stuff, like do y'all get mad and say, oh, it's the man's fault. and men need to step up and do this. And then like uh, I want to use D-Wade's son, for example. Like you got women saying, oh, they support a 12-year-old wanting to change his gender or whatever. And like they supporting the father doing that and being in his child life or whatever. But when T.I. was trying to make sure his daughter wasn't doing too much, it was all, uh, you need to give her privacy. You need to do this and do that. You shouldn't be in her business. Like why is it that double standard for like, I guess, bullshit. But when it's like when a man try to keep order, like it's a problem. Okay. Um, let me say this first. Um, a woman isn't generally going to change a whole bunch, especially if the man has taken her shit for however long. So let's just say the man took her shit for about five years, right? And he's getting fed up with it, right? Mm -hmm. What she's going to do is um, basically fuck him good, cook for him, do the shit that he wants for about three weeks. And he's going to get lulled back into that same state of um, subconsciousness or whatever. And then she's going to restart the behavior all over again. Um, if a man doesn't demand respect from his woman and it's not, mm. um, and it's not a, and it has to be a consistent thing. Like a woman has to consistently respect you. If a man is not checking those things at the door, um, he's basically going to end up with somebody who's going to manipulate the fuck out of him until he wakes up and realizes and does what he needs to do. Now, let me ask you this. I'm, I'm glad you said that. Now, like, like when me and my girl talk or whatever, it's kind of like we, we, we like really get into arguments and stuff. But when we do, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like to address myself or whatever. But like, I got, let, I ain't going to say a name, but I got a friend and when he talked to his girl or whatever, she like talked to him any kind of way, but this is the thing. When he try to put his foot down, it become like a big old drama filled situation. Like you got some girls like, and that, like I said, I ain't just blaming girls or whatever, but like, I'm starting to notice this like a lot more, like they, I guess capacity for like handling situations is like real low. So like they get real irate in certain situations. Like even when, like how you just said, a man should constantly like address his dominance or whatever. Like when he does that, it like starts a whole lot of bullshit. Like she cut this man's shoes up, like slap messed his car up, like messed his clothes up. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just that's, how she is though. So that's just how she's always gonna be. Uh, yeah, I guess, but it's just like the the fact that it's like they, they don't see like it's a need for a change, like don't you think that's a problem? 
Well, like, I get what you're saying. People gonna do what they want to do and stuff like that. But it's like at some point you gotta change the behavior for a better outcome. Well, they like the outcome they're getting, and they don't feel there's a need for a change. Anybody that feels there's a need for a change in their life will usually change it. And the fact that she's not changing means that she does not feel there's a need for a change. So either your friend is going to have to accept what he's going to have for the rest of his life, or he's going to have to leave because she's fine with it. She's fine with the drama. She's fine cutting up his shoes. She's fine with all of that because she likes that kind of attention. And it makes her excited and horny, probably. In the <laughs> oh, can I send a very special shout out to the masculine mercenaries. Shout you guys out. Thank you so much for your support of the show. Hopefully, one day you guys can come join a panel. Thank you so much. Just wanted to send that out there. Put that up. Joe, if I if I could, um, I give you a reason why she's doing that. The reason oh, right. to speak to speak to the topic of the show of matriarchy and whatnot. She's doing that because in the matriarchy, there's not just matriarchal women, but there's matriarchal men. She knows she can act as wantonly disrespectful towards him because she knows that there's another man who will give her rest haven, who will take her in. She always going to have a soft place to land. So until brothers start um, really ostracizing women who display this type of behavior, and then when women do, when women are identified as displaying this type of behavior, Need to put a cold red out on them. Blacklist. Mm-hmm. Nobody mess with this chick. She's toxic. But if I could, just real quick, if I can defend um, my Caribbean people, because to be quite frank, BGS and Edward were talking out of their ass. First off, as far I can't speak for Jamaica, but as far as Guyana is concerned, it's very patriarchal. And um, to speak towards Caribbean men thinking that Ados women are just hoes, no, that's not the case. We got hoes down in Guyana. We call them, we call them dongles, and they got they got these little pop up brothels and whatnot that they'll build in the rainforest by the sugarcane fields, and you have prostitutes that'll go and work in these pop up brothels and get the men's money after they come in from the oil field or the sugarcane field before they can get back to the city. So we got hoes down there too. So it's not like we automatically deem every single American woman that we come across as a whole hell. My father married an American woman. I don't think he ma- he thought my mother was old. And that's uh I ain't mean to cut you off, OG, but that's like it. a that's like a that's like a big misconception too. Like I get some of the you know some of the red pill dudes with the stuff they be saying, but it's like every girl not fucked up. Like don't get it wrong, like a lot of them are, but it's like it's some you know what I mean? Like you just said, you can attest to it. Like everyone not messed up. Like it's this big like I don't want to say like generalization, but like it's like a big stereotype that like every woman in America is fucked up. But this is my thing. Like you just said it was prostitutes in another country. That's like the same thing is over here. Like, I don't know if like y'all been on Instagram lately, but man, have y'all seen what the girls on there are doing? They like literally selling themselves. Like, this is one IG model I follow. And one day I uh like you know how they got the little thing where it'd be like uh click on their story or whatever. Like I had clicked on it, that motherfucker was like swipe up. I'm like, what? Like, what's going on? And I'm like, like over time, I start noticing that like more and more. Like, it was a girl I went to school with who doing it. And I'm just, I'm kind of like shocked. But then at the same time, I'm not because it's like America is like turned into a shit. So like, you got these rappers like uh, what's their girl name? Like Megan The Stallion and Cardi B, for example. Like they they just promote nothing but like whoredom and like it's sad to say, but like a lot of women is like following behind. You know what I mean? Like. On one hand, you got women that say, oh, a dude got to pay my bills and all this and all that. But then on the other hand, they saying, 
oh, I, I don't need this nigga. I can do this, blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's just, it, it makes zero sense, like, what they trying to do. You know what I mean? And the, and the, reason, and the reason why brothers went so hard on Russell Wilson, <clears throat> because he gave a lot of these women hope. He basically emboldened these women to go out, have babies by different men, and give them confidence that they'll still have a safe place to land at the end of the day. So that's why Man. brothers went in. That's why brothers went in on Russell Wilson. Yeah, that I too. Can't... But he he also squandered what I call options. I mean, he, as I said before, you know, it was to me it was pretty much a slap in the face to all the women in their twenties and maybe very early thirties who did what they could to keep themselves of top value. And he pretty much told them by marrying Sierra, she is of higher status than you are. So that was my, that was my, that was my problem. Now he could have married a Sierra ish, no children, never been married before. And it turned into one, it turned into a terrible marriage. Real quick, real quick, Jack Spade. I hear what you're saying, but do you agree that he gave hope to these baby mamas? Do you agree with that premise? That is correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I just and this this is real quick. This is another thing people don't take into account. Like, um, like we we kind of leave biology and science, you know, out of a lot of things too. Like, and I ain't gonna try to make this like a long winded thing, but I'm pretty sure y'all know what uh what is it called micro chimerism or micro camerism or something like that. It's uh it's basically where a woman retains the DNA of every man she's been with, and it's like. It's like not an exact study, but it kind of what some scientists are saying is kind of attributed to the like you got girls who got that kind of their behaviors like all over the place, like their emotions change real fast and all that kind of stuff. Like that's that's like a contributing factor to this behavior, and like people don't really speak about it. Like it's like I, I can't say for the older generations or whatever, but my generation is fucked up. It's like damn near zero percent loyal. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 bad. It's like terrible like i was in the i was in uh what was this at i think i was in uh family no what was i i think i was in the gas station i don't know where i was at but uh this dude this dude was talking to this girl whatever and uh she told the dude she was out of town and when she had got off the phone with him she was like that nigga's so stupid like and i'm just thinking like it's just my age bracket, it's just relationships got a, I think they got like a 99% failure rate. It's just, it's a shit show. Well, it depends. A lot of it just depends on the environment. As I tell people, that was one of the reasons why I moved out of New York City. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm, 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 I'm just shy of 55. So I'm talking about a a while back. So, so yeah, I said the, the, the life that I wanted to have and maybe the marriage that I wanted to have, um, I needed to get out of New York because, from what I can see based on the little sector of New York I grew up in, the type of woman I was looking for was not going to be here. Now, this is this is coming out of the, the mindset of a 16, 17 year, 18 year old. Um, so, yeah, I got out of New York because I wanted I wanted to meet somebody better and start do something better than what I grew up in in New York. Now. It didn't quite happen like that once I got out of New York and, and <laughs> later on in the years, but. That I, I knew I needed to get out of that environment. But let's talk about Russell Wilson one more time. Uh, the, you say that he could have got actually need to uh, move forward and do closing comments. We're trying to close it down, actually. So we don't want to introduce a new topic. Okay. 
Is it possible that since it is fitness mom and she didn't get a chance to talk, she's been on for for a minute or two? Yeah, go ahead, fitness mom. I was just going to say that Russell Wilson has rather rather unusual likes. So, I mean, yeah, he can get a woman of a high quality, but would she be really down for his unusual likes? Like Ciara is probably doing his unusual likes. And that's why he it was easier to get someone that was more in the entertainment field and already had children or so on and so forth. Can I ask one question? Uh, what type of like are you talking about? Well, he, he shares his wife. What? Cuckold. Swinging? Yes. Yes, swinging. I didn't hear about that. What? Wait, what? What? He used to swing with his, the white girl. Used to swing with Lawrence Tate or whatever his name was, the Tate guy that got kicked off the team because of the oh. fact that he got caught with the wife when they Golden Tate. <laughs> Golden Tate. Yeah. Oh Golden, yeah, I think. I, yep, yep, yep. You yeah, right. they you used right. to swing with them, and uh, Golden Tate and the wife continued with behind the scenes when they weren't in the swinging parties, and that's why he got them removed from the team. So I mean. Let's say he did get a Sierra-like girl that's 25. Is she going to really be swinging, though? I mean, it's not like he's the kind of man that, you know, a woman with high morals would really be after. You know what I mean? Well, uh, let me be the unofficial spokesman for us uh, working-class whore males. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can find you can find those types in all kind of corners. You just got to so okay. know so what you're okay. looking at. Would it be someone quality though? Oh, most definitely not. If, it, it, it'd be the lowest quality. My thing is, if when it comes down to a marriage, if you're dealing with someone who feels that they have to introduce another person, another male, another female, another couple into the marriage, you're already starting with trouble. My my thing is that uh, the sexuality should be shared amongst the husband and the wife in the marriage. If exactly. you if you bring exactly. in outside people, then there's something wrong. That needs to be addressed. It's not the it's not the sex that's the problem. It's something else that's going on. But I still like to say, as a spokesman for all the whore, uh, male whores of the United States, uh, hey, bring them on. And I'm uh, okay, I'm, I know y'all said y'all want to call commentary. It. Thank you all for your contribution. Uh, I just uh, I just want to ask one more quick question. Um. This is something I, I never understood. Like, as a young man, I can never fathom, like, why a dude that's, like, I guess from the age of, like, 20 to 25, 26, like, mid-20s or whatever, like, some of these dudes, like, we use Russell Wilson and Sierra, for example. You a man with no kids. Why would you get with a girl with no kids? Like, like I feel like a relationship should be, like, an equal partnership as far as value. So it should be, like, an even exchange. You can never be number one in a single mother's life because she got kids. But at the same time, they want they want you to put her and her kids for you know what I'm saying? Like why do I don't get why some dudes do that? But since we're closing, I'll start off with the closing remark. My thing <laughs> is my thing is the matriarchy is a failed experiment. It does not work, it's not going to work. Um just fifty-three years alone has shown it's not working for black America. And my last point to this is if black women are actually complaining about the black males that are now in the dating pool, they have to be honest that those black males 
are the product of black mothers. So the complaint goes back to the black mothers and black mothers can't really say anything because a lot of them didn't have a male in a household to interfere with their parenting. So yes, the blame solely falls on the black women, just like my son, even though my son did live with me for, I'm say six years, seven years. Oh hell, I forgot. Somewhere in that ballpark range, the, the person that he is now, if he, if he was a not so great young man, that blame falls on me. It doesn't blame on his mother. And with him being a decent man, a decent young man as he is now, that, that falls on me because I was responsible from him from the time that he moved in with me to the time that he graduated from high school. So yeah, my complaint is if the black women are complaining about the black men that's in the dating pool, you got to, you got to take a look at the household that they came out of. And that's my closing uh, remark. Thank you, Jack. Appreciate it. My closing remark is being that um, I am of uh, in a religion that's one percent of the population of black, less than one percent of black people, and I happened to find another person who was in that same religion, Classic Ruby. Hey, if you're out there and you listening to this, hey, Classic Ruby. Congrats. You know she's my religion sister, and um. We, it's like matriarchy doesn't exist in our religion. So I, I wasn't part of the whole matriarchal movements, but um, from what I see, it seems like uh, it's like, it just seems like something that was, I guess, uh, taught to black people by slave owners and all this other stuff and the try to empower the women. And a lot of people are doing it the wrong way. I don't know how to do it. I don't know. Like I said, um, this is me talking from an outside, an outsider's perspective because I'm not really, I was raised in a cult. So, and it was patriarchal. So that's it. Talk to you later. Thank you so much, fitness mom. Please come up and join us more often. We do want ladies to come chime in. We appreciate the fellows. Y'all always come and have some interesting dialogue and something interesting to contribute, but we want more of the ladies to come up too. Thank you so much, Fitness Mom, for joining us. And Benjamin Matlock. This yes. is yes, 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 y'all. What uh, are your final thoughts? Yeah, my final thoughts. Um, <clears throat> to speak to the brother, uh, what he said about um, women <clears throat> want you to put their children over the relationship. Like I said, in this patriarchal system, what I've observed is that, hold on. Women will person will per, uh, purposely get pregnant by another dude, discard a dude, so she can automatically divide the power base of the next man. So, so she gets pregnant by Pookie, then she gets with Jamal. If Jamal says, "Okay, I got a job in Chicago, let's move to Chicago," she could say no because Pookie want to stay around little man man, so we got to stay here in St. Louis or whatever. You know what I mean? It's, it's a tactic that's always going to divide the man's power base. And when you got women who have multiple children, the, the, the confusion just multiplies. But also, I can't solely put all the blame on the women. I disagree slightly with the brother Jack Spade because him saying that it all comes back to the women. The women wouldn't do this if they didn't have a safe place to land. 
if a woman if a woman knew that she had that she got pregnant and had a child out of wedlock that she was blacklisted she wouldn't do it at all we're giving them a way out we're giving them soft places to land but that's all i got y'all be nice Well, thank you so much, Benjamin. Concrete, what do you have? Well, thank you guys so much for all the support, for coming and chiming in. Very good dialogue tonight. Um, thanks so much for the continued support. Thank you to everybody in the chat. I haven't had a chance to say hello to you all, and I apologize. I'm just trying to multitask, but thanks for um, tuning in. Everybody, thank you so, so, so much for joining us. Um, thank you to everybody that joined our panel. Um, hopefully, we'll be back on Wednesday with another great topic. Absolutely. Hope you guys have a great start to a great week. And be safe. We are on. Bye.